Oh no, Devin's got stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh no. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. He's got cancer. That's not gonna help his bullet wound any. Yo, we still gotta get the fuck out of here. Get him help. Get him help. Bogies are inbound. Get out of here. Get him out, Seth. Okay. We need a medic. We need a medic. Is there a doctor or a pharmacist nearby? <laughs> Preferably a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> is that a plane? What are these noises? Brandon, this is serious. We, we only have a here. pharmacist. We no one can write prescriptions. All he can do is make stage sounds. He can give him a vaccine. <laughs> have you have you received your tetanus shot recently? He's got kids. Devin, Devin, we lost him. We lost. We lost Devin to tetanus. He was shot in the head by tetanus. He was a de- I, I'm remembering and Devin now a eulogy. As I'm remembering Devin as he wanted to be remembered as a pancreatic cancer survivor and an anti-vaxxer who never wanted the tetanus vaccine. It ended up getting to him, but that's the life of a marine. You and never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. And a father, but and a father. But more importantly, he died the way he lived without a tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else want to say some kind words before we part ways with Devin? He had the biggest dick I ever saw. My man. Pour one out for your homies there. <laughs> for real. I'll just I just I'll just say give him hell, Junior. Get give him hell. For you, dude. Pops. fucking hit the mic Seth in our five second pause I was grieving for Devin you didn't even know he was dead yet (laughs) I knew he was going to die yeah it's like we planned it I know oh shit we planned his death oh shit it was it was like stealth it wasn't a tetanus shot all along it was the lethal injection we're going to jail is that what happened in stealth what yeah don't you remember when he crashed in Alaska and the guy was like Oh, you're in a lot of pain. Here, take this tetanus oh, yeah. shot. And oh, he was yeah. trying to that give it to us. scene from Stealth, yes. <laughs> yeah, don't make me remember. He was, it was like, do we have a backup plan for if he doesn't want a tetanus shot? And they're like, no, this is going to work. Trust me. He lo- he, if, this, if I know this guy, he loves shots. He just loves getting needles in him. And it turns out Stealth. it was Devin all along. Stealth, uh, a freaking movie award winner for the... What were we calling them? The movies? The Mookies? What were we exploring? The end <laughs> no, we, the we, we said the Goonies, the movies, and the baddies were the top three. Yeah. The Mookie I like- Awards. I think it took home two, a couple of Mookies, Stealth did, in the end of it all. Yeah. No, did I the th- least with most? No, that was Little Nicky ended up winning in a tiebreaker. That makes sense. I think it only took home. What, worst CGI or something? No, worst picture. Worst picture? Yeah, well, it might have one. taken home more CGI yeah, as well. It did one. take home more CGI. No, that was Birdemic. So yeah, it only took home the big one. It was nominated across the board. Yeah, it had a lot of nominations, which is bittersweet, I guess.
Yeah, it's like the first two Lord of the Rings where they were nominated a lot but didn't win. Like, technical in every category, just bad, though, on the other end. And here we but are, I- celebrating it again. Yet again. <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast that's not for stealth. Yeah. Jesus. It lives in infamy. All right. Uh, Devin, any input here? Brandon, he died. That's right. He's Devin's- locked in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing chica, you chica, idiot, chica, Dr. Shady. Is dead. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I'm sick yeah, of he, him. He, Look at him. He could not come because, as we all know, that sounds like a very personal thing. He has a child. soccer. He definitely can come. Is that from a movie that you guys know about? Kicking and Screaming. If you listen to the podcast, Seth. About college, yeah. Kicking and Screaming is not a Noah Baumbach movie about college. No, it is. No, it's not. That's the other Kicking and Screaming, Brandon. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. That's a, that's a joke for the cinephiles out there. I'm I'm watching you. Yeah. For anybody that listens to the podcast, you're right along with us. Right, Seth? But yeah. I'm right along. Right, my friend? <laughs> um, but yeah, Brandon has, or uh, Devin has to slaughter a bunch of meat and he couldn't make it tonight. So we wish him well. So we're going to do stealth again. This is the Stealth 2 podcast. Felt like we needed to touch back on it. Make sure that there are no loose ends out there. Make Actually, sure we, kept it all. we th- didn't talk about the director last time as much as we should. As much as we should, yeah. yeah. Um, although, this isn't a stealth podcast, but it definitely did give me stealth vibes while watching it. The movie? Yeah. Insofar as it is a movie. Yeah. Um, so today, <laughs> um, unfortunately, Devin isn't here, but we are, and I don't think he's going to be upset about it after his transgressions in the series, but we are finishing off the Transformers series with Transformers 5, The Last Night from 2017. Night as in K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, before we get into it, we're drinking beers, which I'm surprised we're drinking beers because we had a bender last night. Yeah. Mostly you. Yeah, I think I drank enough for both of us, though. And you still want to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so what I got for us today, I'm probably only going to drink one. But I've got a Red Lodge Ale um, Ooh, from nice. Brewing Company. Um, it's a Pilsner, which I don't know if we've done a Pilsner yet. I don't even know what classifies a Pilsner as a Pilsner. No you know? idea. Different hops, different brewing style. I don't know. It's about but how much grape is in the drink. I don't think that's right. I don't. Mm. I think you've been drinking the wrong kind of beers, they my friend. They did surgery on a grape and put it in a beer. <laughs> they did what? They did surgery on a grape and put it in a beer. They did surgery on a grape. And now we're drinking it. Yeah. Um, so I thought we were trying to find something that fit like Transformers. I almost bought just Bud Lights because of the product placement in the fourth movie. Mm, you should have. Um, but we found and something. Movie. And, this, and movie. this movie. Yeah. But I ended up buying something that had Knight K-N-I-G-H-T. It's called Jekmate. And it's got little chess pieces on it. Jek- so. It's just Czech. Jek. It's not Czech. Oh, whatever. Like Czech Republic. But like, check me. Okay. Pilsner. Yeah. It's Giddy up. um color is straw gold IBU twenty six. Alcohol five point one percent. Awesomeness one hundred. Red Law Jail's very proud of their of their uh thing. That's let's, calculated let's... by proof though, so I think that it's only fifty percent. Oh shit, mm-hmm. yeah. Hundred hundred awesomeness proof, yeah. But so let's yeah. let's hear how crisp this crack is. 
Oh, that's nice. That's, what do you What do you think about it? It's pretty good. Uh, it's smooth. I'm not a big fan of pilsners because they just got a weird aftertaste, but it's fine. Also, wouldn't it be funny if like they that just, would like, be hilarious? Didn't like some of their beers, and I was like, I don't know, sixty percent awesome. <laughs> like some of them don't get the hundred <laughs> percent. It's like a guy they hate. Yeah, they're best sellers and whatnot. Yeah, I do it's, like it. It's, it's uh, kind of like a barley e taste, and it is very smooth. So I'll take afterbirth. An oaky afterbirth. What are you drinking, Lucas? Diet Pepsi. Mm. Ooh. The thing is, I don't even like Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. If if uh don't if you listen to me drink Diet Coke, you would know. So, um, moving on from the beer, today is a director that we have had on this show many, many times. Too many times. In fact. Three many. One, two, three, four. This is his fifth time on as a director. It's Sir Michael Bay. Sir? Yeah. He, is he knighted? He's been knighted. No. We, got, we actually have actual knights in this movie, so... We do. We do. I saw... I don't know. I think it was a fake... He's not knighted. I think it was a fake headline, but I saw a headline on Twitter today that said, Trump claims that the queen knighted him privately before she died. (laughs) (laughs) That did happen. I was there. (laughs) You were there. (laughs) Oh, shit. Lucas was knighted as well. And she said, Michael Bay, you're not invited. (laughs) (laughs) You are not invited. secret with Lucas in the room. I saw Transformers 5. (laughs) <laughs> so Queen Elizabeth was a huge fan of the Transformers series until except, the fifth until the fifth, and she revoked his knightship and put him in jail. Yeah. So we got Michael Bay. Um, he's done. He's, he's free. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. He's <laughs> Jesus. They poison the water. He's supply. done. Transformers two, Transformers three, four, and five on here with us, as well as the first one. He did that show Ambulance, but. The L.A. and Ambulance was like L.A., like all caps, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, Ambulance has gotten good reviews. uh, There's handsome men in there. There are. There was 13 Hours, which I think was the John Krasinski one. He did Pain and Gain, which was the Mark Wahlberg, uh, Dwayne Johnson one. Get to the good stuff. Uh, (laughs) He did The Island. He did Bad Boys 1 and 2. Boo. We're almost there. Pearl Harbor. (laughs) No. And our Megadon. Oh! Is that the one? <laughs> didn't he do The Rock as well? The what? I didn't see it on there. The Rock? What's The Rack? <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Rack. The Rock was directed by Michael Bay. I think that's probably my favorite Michael Bay film. That's the, that, the one that's on the other Mark uh, Alcatraz. One. No, with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, that's uh, right. Yeah. Interesting. And Sean Connery. Oh, we talked about this last time, and I left it off because I just copy and pasted from Transformers Four the ri- the director stuff. And we talked about this last time. You said the Rock, and I was like, "Oh, the Mark Wahlberg one," but I meant Rock Star. Some deja vu, right? Uh, yeah, the, we did this. Whole but you did add ambulance this time. I did add ambulance because I remembered we talked about it, but I forgot about the Rock. We talked about ambulance on the Armageddon one, though. Armageddon. Sorry, we talked about ambulance yep. on the Armageddon episode, but not the Rock. Not that I remember. He's come up a lot, this director. <laughs> I, when you kept saying get to the good one, that's why I put off our Megadon, because I was thinking you were wanting to call back one that we've done. Oh, I hated our Megadon. I know you did, but 
I just thought that's where we're going. All right. So bad. So Michael Bay. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. The gen- the genius mastermind of uh, lens flares and slow motion and objectifying women in shots mm. and explosions, uh, explosions and just a robot hot. <laughs> so that's what we got. Writers today, there are three. You've got the duo of Art Markham and Matt Holloway. Um, so there's two of them right there. They've done Shadow of Fear. Uh, they wrote the original Iron Man. Okay. They wrote Punisher Warzone. Hmm. They wrote Had a lot of m- Punisher in this. No. Yes, that was all the Punish things the cops all had. As a, a self-reference oh, to Punisher. Oh shit! They were the TRF badges with the skull on it. That right. was a Punisher logo. And they You're had right. big stamps that said Punish and stuff. Yep. You're right. Good catch. Um, he also Punish. <laughs> oh my god! They also did uh, Men in Black International. So. The the I think it was the Chris Hemsworth series of Men in Black. Oh. First I heard of it. Well, if you listen to the podcast, Lucas, you would know. What? No, I'm kidding. Oh. And then the last one they wrote was the new um, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg uh, video game adaptation, Uncharted. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Why did they do that? I don't know. That's one of my like favorite games, so I kind of want to check out the movie and see just in case, sure. but... I, I, I prefer that. I prefer my islands charted myself. Yeah, <laughs> if I were to go on, say, a getaway or a spontaneous excursion. vacation, yeah, an excursion of sorts. I don't think a rendezvous, a rendezvous in a way. I don't think I'd <laughs> want to bear the elements the way a rugged Mark Wahlberg, rugged Tom Holland type <laughs> might want to do that. <laughs> a rugged thing. five foot five, clean shaven British Tom Holland. He's so small. He, oh, he's so small. He's like a. Somebody said once that he looks, he always looks like he just put a frog in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like trying not to let it out. I can see it. Yeah. Spider frog. (laughs) But spider frog man landed Zendaya, so. Did he? Are they like dating for real? Oh, yeah. Man. Art really, no, life imitates art. Is that right? That's right. That's right. I knew somebody would be a Lady Gaga fan in here. Me. What are we talking about? Function based in form. So those are two of the writers. Um, oh, I was the- born this way. <laughs> oh shit! He's on the right track. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Quit that. Just dance Brandon, already. Brandon, don't poke her face. <laughs> Sorry. Her, her and I have a bad romance. Okay, fine. Have a bad romance. <laughs> For you and I, Alejandro. <laughs> That's her name. Is Alejandro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's why she get. That's why she gets so much paparazzi. Yes, and applause. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> the biggest the, Gaga the, fan the, I know. These jokes were shallow. I don't know that one. A Star Is Born. In the shallow, in the shallow, yeah, yeah. And who's the a- other writer? <laughs> I'm glad we went on this fucking Lady Gaga tangent, but um, the other writer is one of us is <laughs> Ken Nolan. Ah, yes, yeah. Um, get to the good stuff. He's done six episodes <laughs> of The Company. Ooh, nice, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's we done got right to it. <laughs> he's done only the Brave. Don't know it. 
And then he did, he wrote the movie Black Hawk Down. Black what? Black Hawk Down. Hawk Down. Okay. Oh, Brandon. Um, yeah, Ridley Scott directed, I think that's like an ensemble cast of like 30 people descending Jesus. in the Iraqi desert. Yeah. Iraq. Denzel Iraqi. Washington in it. Denzel, the early Tom Hardy, um, I think Ham from Space Chimps was in the crew. Yeah, naturally. Early Not Tom Holland. Not of his Holland. own volition, early Tom Holland. <laughs> Real Baby early. Tom Holland. <laughs> Baby in Iraq. So those are our writers today. Um, Three men in a war. <laughs> And then a cast. Um, we're bringing back Mark Wahlberg as Mr. Cade Yeager. Oh, oh, punching. He loves Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh, yeah. This is bringing you back to the fighter days. He was in the fighter. Good, good connection, Brandon. He Chris was, was so good in that movie. The fighter was good. You watched it with me. Yes. Um, we've also, and that's like. Like, we didn't bring back Nicola Peltz, Lucas. I know, I have thoughts on that. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad. I don't want to be slanderous, Uh, but I assume Michael Bay harassed her to the point where she didn't want to return to the film. I couldn't find any information about that, but that is my inkling. There's so much hush money just being tossed around in Hollywood, it's crazy. Yeah, Megan Fox in the first two, then then Rosie Huntington-Whitley in the third, then Nicola Peltz in this one, and they're just going through hot women. Like, like, leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time, like, no, please don't cast me. Can we start a petition for Michael Bay to, like, just be just locked chill in a out. box? Nah, he's, he had his chance to chill out. He's, like, 70 now. Put okay. him in a box. So, in addition to Mark Wahlberg, you've got Sir Anthony Hopkins, who I really thought did not need to do this role. He was so funny, though. He, I wrote a note in my notes that he cashed a paycheck for this. He sure he did. He really did. He really an did. An actual then, night. Yeah, an actual night. And someone then a couple years later. Someone who's won acting, an Oscar. Acting is so good that he literally became like a protector of England. Yeah. <laughs> a respected theater and screen actor. Yep. And then he did Transformers 5 because he wanted a new boat. <laughs> Can't to blame him. Yeah. Nighty have fallen. He was chasing right? that bag. So you've also got Josh Dumal coming back. Um, a long-time long reappearance on this podcast. He's been in a lot yeah, of our pro- movies. Probably our most frequent actor in these movies, Josh Dumal. I think you said that about somebody else. Um, you got Laura Haddock. You got Santiago Cabrera. Isn't that a fish? Isabella Merced. Jared Carmichael. Um, John Turturro coming back for a very minor role. Um, Tony Hale. Again. Uh, again. Is he playing the same character as he was last time or is that a different character no this one he was a hero in this one i mean yeah but he's like he's still just like a scientist nerd bitch (laughs) not all scientists are nerd bitch like i don't know hawaiian shirt whatever the hell he's wearing um and then our last one today is stanley tucci when he was merlin at the beginning in the dark ages yeah (laughs) That's nuts. And then I put a little cast down for, like, voice actors. Um, You had Steve Buscemi. He sure did. You had John Goodman. You had Omar Sy. You had Joe DiMaggio. And you had... uh, Not Joe DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Read that wrong. We've done this before. And um, Tom Kenny. 
John Dejaja Vuyo. That did not work. No, that was bad. Damn. John Dejaja Vuyo. I couldn't figure out, fit all the syllables. <laughs> our nation waits but... on bated breath for you. <laughs> so those are our cast today. <laughs> God bless you, please. You know. Uh, I uh, don't. Is it more Lady Gaga? Uh, uh, God bless you, please, Mrs. I was Robinson. trying to come up with the Lady Gaga Lady song. Gaga know that you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know the song. What? Yes, you do. What? The Graduate? Here's to I've you, never seen it. Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. I know it's Jesus Simon and you more than you whatever the other guy's name is. You know that. Whoa, whoa, I know of whoa. the song. I've never heard it in my life. I've probably made a reference to it as a joke, but I've never heard that song. That song is like On the Edge of Glory. What is that? That's a Lady Gaga song. Oh, it's not like... <laughs> A literal. No. It's so close to being great. Oh, it is. Yeah. My brother growing up thought that the lyrics of that song were I'm on the edge of Voshui. What the fuck does that mean, Carter? (laughs) That's what my dad's he's like, Carter, what are you singing? He's like, I'm on the edge of Voshui. And he's like, What the fuck is Voshui? I figured I'd find out when I got older. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) We haven't had the talk yet, you know? I'm waiting to find out what Voshui is. Voshui is anal. So, (laughs) moving into plot for us today, a deadly threat from Earth's history reappears and a hunt for a lost artifact takes place between Autobots and Decepticon, while Optimus Prime encounters his creator in space. What going on? That sounds like, that sounds like the plot of every single one, just the, like, deadly threat from Earth's history reappears, that's been in every single one, mm-hmm. and a hunt for a lost artifact takes place between Autobots and Decepticons. That's been in every one. Yeah. The only part that's different here is Optimus encounters his creator in space. Yeah, the search for God and oneself. Good twist. Now some history. Mm. Mm. Um, Perhaps some philosophy. Mm, my buddy's a, a minor in philosophy, actually. Mm. Garrett. Oh, Garrett, too. I was talking about Rat Boy. Yeah. Shout out Rat <laughs> Shout Boy. Shout out Rat Boy. What a good, oh, finally, like organic. Yeah. That poor guy. Um, so history. Once again, this is my fourth time doing it. This storied franchise encompasses toys, animation, comic books, video games, and films dating back to 1984. Not much to say as we've already gone through the history of Transformers itself. So if you haven't, go check out our second, our 15th, and our 31st episodes before listening here and get the inside scoop to follow along easier. This one is a 2017 American science fiction action film based on the Transformers line. It is the fifth installment of the live-action Transformers film series and the sequel to Age of Extinction from 2014. The film premiered at the Odeon Leicester Square in London on June 18th, 2017 and was theatrically released in the U.S. on June 21st, 2017 by Paramount Pictures. Uh, the film was panned by critics and is the worst reviewed film of the Transformers series. Um, criticism on this film focused on uh, its runtime, the direction, the narrative, the script, the, the lack of character development, the cinematography, and the frequent format changes throughout. So basically everything they criticized. And a spinoff film titled Bumblebee with Bay as a producer was released on December 21st, 2018 to critical and financial success. Um, finishing it off, another sequel is in the works to premiere on June 9th, 2023 titled Transformers Rise of the Beast, but without any of the original cast or crew. 
it's it's pretty interesting because I think a lot of like big famous directors, they have their established franchises, you know, and a lot of them are beloved. Like George Lucas, of course, has Star Wars. Steven Spielberg has Indiana Jones. Peter Jackson has the Lord of the Rings. You know, what I'm talking about James we'll Cameron has a thousand Peter of Jackson them. Had. Oh, he's back. He's back. The Lord he of the Rings after Peter Jackson. Press. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew I was going to say James Cameron has a lot of franchises. Um, this is like Michael Bay's baby, I think, of more than any other of his movies and properties. And I think a lot of care yeah. goes into it, even if it's still largely intellectually lacking. Dog shit. <laughs> one, of you, one of you guys put it more tenderly and the other one not. Who I mean, was it? Rat Boy. <laughs> Shout out Rat Boy. I, I just think it, it kind of goes to his credence as a big time director that he has he has one of those under his belt you know sure as an artist yeah um i'm trying to think of another one that was like huge 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 toy story uh christopher nolan has the dark knight trilogy sure does it's another big one it's true that's about it that's all of some them. of the main main ones at least um okay so yeah Critics, I, there's a hint for you guys. Worst reviewed of all of them. So if you listen to the podcast and you remember the scores from the second, third, and fourth Metacritic, Rotten Tomato, audience, and critics, if you lock those in, you're going to have a good time on our reviews today. So play along at home. <laughs> <laughs> if you guess closest, we'll send you all the suckers they keep at the bank. Oh, shit. I know. What bank? I don't What bank do you go to? Uh, same as you. Then that one. First Interstate First it is. First Interstate Bank. Let's Pin code the- 9991. <laughs> Let's do the one where Charles works, too, so that everybody's just stealing all the suckers. Yeah. I so, hardly know her. Like stealing suckers from some suckers. Um, And yeah, I just like that the critics panned it for literally everything. Directing, screenplay, narrative, character development cinematography yeah like literally everything it's not like it's a hit piece though they're right no they are right um so with that it's michael bay so we're gonna guess that budget today Mm. it feels like a long time since i've sang it yeah two three weeks three weeks and i guess i didn't sing it and one two one two three four we're setting up (laughs) <laughs> keep it going yeah i'm feeling it yeah yeah and a one okay and a two. quavo one two if you're doing the books you better not fudge it so let's play a game called guess that budget and you hear that crescendo yeah lucas i got a message on facebook the other day from somebody that said hey we're looking for a tenor, and we're starting a barbershop quartet. You want to join? Mm. <laughs> uh, was it like a prank, or are you in the band now? No, I want to join. I'm waiting to see if I can fit it in my schedule. It was my old choir teacher from high school. Oh, nice. I was like, you yeah. need a quality tenor? He's like, you're the best there was. So You're finally of age. That'd be real <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. He actually, Brandon neglected to mention that Mr. Green. Floristy. Okay. I know his name. I was just about to say something really bad, so I didn't want to... Mr. Chloroform. him. He opened with a picture of his own asshole as an no, introduction to Brandon. No, he did not. And Brandon's like, I'm in. And he's like... <laughs> Mr. Green at Billings West? 
<laughs> Don't gaslight him. It's not gaslighting. That's, um... He's crazy. Sabotage. That's gaslighting. Yeah. yeah, that's like convincing Yeah, somebody. that's true. Yeah, you're just sabotaging his life and career now. I wasn't gonna dox him. You said his name. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it went out of control. It's not my fault at all. I just he's said probably, the asshole He's thing. most likely innocent, guys. Don't worry. That's our final disclaimer. <laughs> um... You always and said, Lucas, that you... <laughs> Can't say for certain, but he's probably a great guy. Lucas, I know you and Marina always wanted me to join the Mendelssohn Club after I left choir. I thought that so, was your path. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. The Mendelssohn totally Club you. is an old man choir in Missoula. Oh, that's so good. Why didn't you join? That usually has only one or two younger guys in it. Yeah. So, that was my path if I would have stayed in Missoula. You should just buy, like, a fake ID that said you were 90. <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> Coming with a cane, dye my hair gray. Yeah. Really past. You're already shrunken. I am. That's yeah. true. He's got to hunch over a little bit. Um, okay, we're, we're going to guess that budget. Mm. Budget. Right. We're going to go Seth first this time, because he always likes to go one up on you, Lucas. <laughs> so I'm going to make him go first I haven't each noticed. time this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't see? I make a big show of it every time. <laughs> um, shit. Ah, uh, shit. I'm, Here we go again. I'm gonna say... I spy... My little eye... A hundred and thirteen million dollars. Wow. I, no joke, I'm gonna guess, and this is gonna be my guess, a hundred and fifteen million dollars. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Neither of you guys are even close. Damn. Oh. Um, 116, probably. That's <laughs> you a million were, off. You were not so close. <laughs> it's uh, 217 million. That's oh, insane. Holy shit. <laughs> Most expensive Transformers movie to date. Lucas, bigger waste of money. 217 on this, 80 million on Little Nicky. Little Nicky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, for a lot of reasons. Two hundred and seventeen million dollars. They didn't do anything in Little Nicky. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to well, say in this movie. Yeah, you could have said either one. I would have been fine with the rationale. Um, what's the rationale? The, at least this one did. Like they, you like, could see that they were using. Yeah, this one, like you could see they were using the budget. Little Nicky is like, what did they use this on? They blow. Although yeah. some parallels in each with hell coming through the ground and so, Unicron coming through the ground. Do we need to draw parallels between Little Nicky and Transformers 5? I think they were... Yeah, no, we don't, because they were obvious. That's true. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. made them already at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they it's listen to the implied, podcast, so they knew. Um, <laughs> opening weekend. Canon of our show. <laughs> the first 30 minutes, are like, this sounds a lot like the Little Nicky episode. I can't believe <laughs> I can't all believe the similarities. I can't believe they haven't said that yet. The <laughs> franchise and the toys. <laughs> and then they hear it and they're like, okay, thank God. We, they, thank God they were thinking the same thing. Um, <laughs> so obvious. Okay, opening weekend, how much do we think this made, Seth? Are you laughing? What is so I'm thinking funny? about Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Beefy. <laughs> You're gonna make Lucas mad. <laughs> He's going to have a heart attack from sheer rage just hearing about it. This podcast has been pretty rage-inducing for me the last couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> Not good for my blood pressure. No. More my my quest for Cat from Outer Space to win an Oscar. E His quest for Cat from Outer Space. There's always next year, man. When we do a 128 bracket. That a five-hour podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Um... 
Am I going again? Yeah, you're going first on everything today. That's not fair, man. I want to see what Lucas guesses. <laughs> $55 million. Um, $113 million. One of you guys is pretty close. It's $44.7 million. Oh, shit. I should have known. Um, overall, US and Canada, how much do we think it made? Total? <laughs> yep, together, yep. All together now. Like the Andre 3000 song. Um. Hmm. Pondering. No. Buffering. Yes. 60 million. 64 million. Okay. 95 million. Ooh. 113 million. You're kidding. No, it's 130.2. I would have, like, done something drastic if that had been the truth. (laughs) 130.2. So it ended up making another. Six, uh, 86 million. And then worldwide, what do we think? Oh, here it comes. I hear, uh, I hear profit coming. I think it's what? probably like $550 million. Mm. We're talking China. Worldwide? Worldwide together, like yeah. global? Yeah, like total. China. China, yeah, he said 550. I'm gonna say two seventeen. Com- broke completely even. Yeah, they just barely did. <laughs> um, six hundred and five point four million. Oof. So China made almost four hundred million. China. Loves China. Movies. Um, this movies. shit. And I put a little note here with the budget. This is the most expensive movie in the franchise, but the lowest grossing of them all. But still, that makes sense. Four hundred million dollar. Cashola straight in the pocket, baby. Though the film grossed, it all goes right to Michael Bay. <laughs> though the film grossed over six hundred million worldwide, it he was considered it a box office failure. <laughs> <laughs> it was considered a box office failure and lost over a hundred million dollars for Paramount Pictures and Hasbro. So, How? I don't know. Do they not get the money from the worldwide? I don't know. I was going to ask who get gets that money. Did it get lost? It got lost. It, they put it in a on a boat. Yeah, and it, it sank. sank. Wow. Go, don't look at me like we predict each other's mind. Of course it was going to sink as soon as I said boat. Bugs. <laughs> Bugs. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, big budget. I mean, still profit coming back, but... Maybe. Um, maybe. Oh. Uh, uh, um, that was too high. Santa Claus remake coming out on November 16th on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Is that true? Yeah, with Tim Allen reprising his role. Is we that might... true, Dan? <laughs> we... <laughs> he said, did you steal my treasure? <laughs> we might have to do that. Did you just marry me for my treasure, to Dan? To do that episode. We might have to like, go to the it's... theaters and fucking watch that shit. A real... Because it's in the Santa Claus that we have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a real go to the theaters. That's Santa Claus. Oh my god. I think I should, I propose that if any of our movies that we've done on the podcast ever makes it to theaters, we all have to go to theaters and watch it and then do the podcast about that next entry. Sort of like a... Okay. You know, like, we update the franchise with the podcast as it goes. So, unfortunately, when okay. this Transformers fucking sequel comes out, we gotta go watch that. I was In just theaters, gonna ask yeah. about that, yeah, because this when new Cl- rule you've implemented is real shit. <laughs> <laughs> when Clifford's big instance. red ass comes back to theaters, we gotta see oh, it. Oh, yeah! Oh, no, there was a live-action remake of Aladdin Return of Jafar, too. We don't have to see that. <laughs> it's gone. Wait, no. Oh, no, you said Return of Jafar. They're doing it. 
Mm. You know, I think it, that's okay. I think it'd just be good for the continuity. No, of the we're, we're gonna I just, agree. I think it's we're okay. just gonna. Oh no, we did a Star Wars it. too. Mm. <laughs> We've also haven't done the other. 11 Star Wars movies? <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We only did one of them, so... So that one we can... So we better get on with the Star Wars. Well, moratorium <laughs> we'll on, the, on the rule. All of our next episodes are just going to be the whole Fast and Furious, the whole Star Wars series, so that when the new ones come out... I'm honestly going to skip the episodes we're doing Fast and Furious. I don't want to do it. Just Me Tokyo neither. Drift you have to watch. Is that on it's the a pretty list? good one. No. Thank it's God. Not. Keep it off. Um, okay. So, those are our budgets. We're moving into taglines. Ooh! There's four. Oh, shit, I love it. So we can fight. All right. Numero one. Good Spanish. Thank you, thank you. Rethink your heroes. Mmm. Bad. Deep. Deep and bad. Every legend hides a secret. Every fucking one of them. Deep. Gandhi. Slept with children. Oh, no. Yeah. Mother Teresa. Abusive to children for some reason. Yeah. I don't even know. She was just violent. I don't know to whom. And Frank died. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She tried um, to keep it under right. secret. Under wraps. <laughs> good, good secret. She died because of her secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. a terrible take. I feel like I should take that one back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Recent Mulligan. It's funny, but I take it back. Yeah. Third, there comes a moment when we are called upon to make a difference. Now that sounds like some Optimus Prime shit. I like which that. Which I hate. Oh. Cringe. <laughs> Fail army. <laughs> uh, number fourth. Quattro. For one world to live, the other must die. Okay. Why are you why are you pouting? Why is he sad? He saw a puppy. He made a he made a face <laughs> so many times last night, and I tried not to laugh. Okay, so we've got rethink your heroes. Every legend hides a secret. There comes a moment when we are called upon to make a difference. For one world to live, the other must die. What is our favorite one? Three. It's gotta be number number four, my lord. <laughs> Good sneezes. Bless um, you. Three, four. Bless you. Um. I'm going to go four. I like three the most as a tagline, mm. but I think of the three, it pertains to this movie in particular. Movie. Movie. Um, the least, because this kind of seems like the theme of everyone. There comes a no. moment when we're all called upon to make a difference. Yeah, that was the whole just recycle first, that tagline. That was the whole first one and the second one. That's Anthony Hopkins' num- deal. Number three is the better tagline. I pick number four because it's just like a blatant spoiler on the poster. Oh, it is, yeah. and I love it. No. Yeah. I think it's funny. But... It is. All right. Number four it is. Number four, my lord. Transfax. Who's our winner? Trans... What has it historically been? Cat's facts. For Transformers? Yeah. Every one just, of them? Just say Cat's facts? I think maybe the oh. trans- for- the ep- fourth episode, the the fourth movie, we might have done something, but... The first and second were definitely just cats facts because those were early on. What about like the, do... the fact night or the last Ooh. fact? The fact night is better. Yeah. We didn't even make our own tagline, man. Oh, shit. Own taglines. Oh, shit. You're right. I'm over it. Um, That's the tagline. I'm over it. 
The this movie will just... transformer your heart. <laughs> Not bad. Just say transform. <laughs> Uh, my tagline is just Quisenia uh, is a baddie. Brought to you by Bud Light. TM. Mine is, uh, what the fuck is going of, on? She had a lot of arms and shit. She, had, she oh, did. So, <laughs> that kind of, a lot of arms get you going, Seth? Apparently. <laughs> oh. A lot of anything, man. <laughs> okay. Just a, a sheer amount of arms. <laughs> yeah. Arms, legs, Ooh. shoulders. Uh, that, I like shoulders. That one's real. Without an arm attached? I don't know. I'm probably not looking. <laughs> I'm a, I'm ensconced. She's in just the got like a shoulder presence. on her quad, and you're like, "Fuck, that's so hot." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the fact night. Fact night. You can't say that, Brandon. It's fact night too. Which reminds me, Agnes called, wondered if you're available for a bit of a snuggle this evening. I love a snuggle with Agnes. Do I look available? Bitch, get out of my way. Move, bitch, get out of my way. Hello, yes. Navy Museum. Royal Navy Museum, I knew it. (laughs) God damn, they're all around us, and I just have so much road rage. Actualized rage, that's it. Oh, you want some? Up, blast them. Marky Mark of the Facty Bunch. Oh, that should have been it. It can still be it. Yeah, we're gonna change it now to Marky Mark and the Facty Bunch. <laughs> okay. Um, first one is that first, I have one about Marky Mark himself. He got in trouble oh. as a teenage boy for assaulting and nearly killing a Vietnamese man just because he was Vietnamese. I'm pretty sure you told this in the fourth episode. That sounds so Mark Wahlberg, though. Should be known. That's awesome, man. And Matthew Broderick killed a guy. Matthew sure Broderick killed a guy? Yeah. That it was real? that same yeah. Vietnamese man later on. <laughs> <laughs> he finished the job that Mark Wahlberg started <laughs> smothering him in the hospital. He did. Uh, That's awesome, man. Oh, my God. That's, That's awesome. Crossed, That's hilarious. Crossed the center line to hit the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh, um, shit. First one is that Tyrese Gibson was set to return as Robert Epps, but he was unable to appear in this movie due to c- scheduling conflicts with the fate of the Furious. That guy can't catch a break, huh? <laughs> or he's getting bags left and right. Yeah, but his soul is dying. Oh, for sure. Dying of thirst. Promise that you will sing. Good for Tyrese. Yeah, good. We don't need to double down on this shit. Yeah, put him in Indiana. They'll take care of him. What is in Indiana? Tyrese Halliburton. Oh. Ooh. It's for all my basket heads, poop heads. out there. <laughs> I thought you said poop. <laughs> for all a, my poop heads out there. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> I was trying to do a callback to Lucas and his kicking and screaming reference. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> now you've just got to poop head me following. again. Yeah. Um, second one. <laughs> the original cut of the movie was supposedly much longer. Oh my god. And roughly a whole hour's worth of footage was cut for the theatrical release. So it came in at about three hours and 40 minutes. 
rewatch director's <laughs> cut anybody no that's, that's the rule absurd. if we ever I mean, find out there's an hour longer director's cut we have to watch it i think that's a fair rule i think that's also the process of a lot of just movies in general that they the first cut they turn in is just an hour extra footage yeah they they Sounds the problem right. was they needed to keep going <laughs> keep cutting yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like keep making more. No. <laughs> it's like, Luke, they can make as much as they want as long as they cut it appropriately. Um, if we're doing this thing where we have to watch all the extended things, 2001 A Space Odyssey had an extra 2,000 hours of footage. Well, it's not a director's cut, though. That's just, like, That's just... all the retakes and everything. Oh, okay. We don't have to watch every fail they did. <laughs> this isn't fail, fail army. army. Yeah. I think, okay, no, I, thank I God. like that suggestion, though. Yeah. I just like. Fuck. I think it's What the director's be- vision. Yeah, exactly. Whether or not the, the, uh, what is it called? The production company or whatever made the right studio. choice in like studio, not company, made the right choice in like altering their vision a bit. Yeah, they did because three hours and 40 minutes is. No, this case is definitely yeah. clear cut, but you know, other, <laughs> other ones. ones yeah. Sure. Okay. Next one is that executive producer and director Michael Bay is a noted dog lover and he cast Freya. A British dog with epilepsy that had many homes in this, that many homes had rejected in this movie. Epilepsy. Sorry, mm. I put an S before. I knew I was going to come back. Epilepsy. To- <laughs> um. What What was the dog in this movie? When was there a dog? One time, Anthony Hopkins was walking a dog. Probably was it. He was. So that was Freya. That was rejected in many foster homes. Awesome. So he cast her in this movie so she could get that bag nice. and buy herself an own home. Why did Michael Bay just, like, take her? I don't know. He loves He's a noted dog shit. lover. Um, Quite busy. Next one. Steve, Busch- <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi voiced Day Trader in this movie. And Michael Bay had actually wanted Steve Buscemi to play Agent Simmons, uh, our John Turturro Sector 7 character, in the original Transformers from 2007, but he was unavailable at the time. So they brought him back in the fifth movie for a very minor voice acting role. He was hiding. Kind of, kind of gave Big Big Lebowski vibes, did it not? With with, with John Donnie, Goodman, yeah, and Donnie, John Goodman and Donnie. That's that's kind of what I I wrote in my notes that they reunited from Big Lebowski, and it felt so good. Ryu last night. John Turturro's a fucking Big Lebowski too. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. Oh yeah. I gotta watch this movie. I don't know if Jesus was in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a. I, think I, I know you're. Oh, <laughs> I know you're a big man of faith, and that that really got you going. Yeah, I, I, my man on the big screen. <laughs> You'd love the Big Lebowski. That's like a all time great comedy. I have wanted to watch it for a while. It does seem up quick right up my alley. Fucking hate the Beatles, man. Eagles, man. Shit. Move along. Uh, I hate. I hate the Beatles. Move along. Ooh. Um, like I know you should. Next one. Blenheim Palace was decorated as a Nazi headquarters for the World War II scenes. This caused a lot of controversy among British war veterans who protested that the palace was the former resident of war hero Sir Winston Churchill and did not deserve such treatment of having his former house decorated as a Nazi base. Um, Executive producer and director Michael Bay explained that this was a part of the movie and that it, it was needed. And Churchill's grandson, Sir Nicholas Selmus, lambasted the British press for sensationalizing a mere movie scene. It is just a movie. (laughs) Those those confused old codgers thought that the Nazis were coming back. 
It's so funny. <laughs> Desecrating Winston Churchill's old residence because of Michael Bay. <laughs> Soldier on. Request, but I also like that they were like, "Can you please take this down? Like this is like this is really like defaming his name." And he's like, "No, like this. I need this in my movie. This has to be the place. Yeah, this is more important than what, what a hill to die on." Yeah, <laughs> I'm also, for it. Song? It's a fictional movie. Movie. Oh yeah, I don't care about it either. No, I, I don't either. I just think it's funny that like. Like, uh, it's obviously more important to the British people over there that, like, you know, their hist- that it's ingrained in their history and all that. But it's just really funny that like, the country would give in to Michael Bay in any regard. Both of them are standing on their own hill for points that are so mute. But, yeah. yeah. Moot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. After the release of Transformers Age of Extinction, the fourth one from 2014, a writer's room was set up to plan a possible cinematic universe apart from the mainline films. Two of the ideas pitched involved the Arthurian myth and World War II. Executive producer and director Michael Bay liked them so much that he decided to incorporate both of them into the script for this movie instead of the cinematic universe. The studio intended to do what James Cameron and 20th Century Fox had been doing in planning three Avatar sequels and what Disney had done to revive Star Wars um, with sequels and spinoffs. Paramount wants to have their own cinematic universe for Transformers, similar to the MCU and the DC universe. Oh, don't. They kind of already got that going with Bumblebee. They do. I think it'd just be a lot of money to be made. Do like a Transformers Vietnam movie. That would be (laughs) awesome. Put in the 60s. Like, not just it's, it's not in Vietnam, it's the Vietnam War. Transformers at Woodstock. They're helping the Vietnamese, though. The Viet Cong. Oh, sure, shit. the Decepticons yeah. are, yeah. yeah the <laughs> Decepticons are Vietnamese. <laughs> it's canon. You can't take it back. Ho Chi Minh is just fucking v- Megatron. V- Viet Cong, Decepticon, you know. Decepticon? <laughs> wow, we oh, can write no. this and pitch this. We could write are we, this. Are we, were we in this writer's room? Did we just become best friends? Decepticon versus Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much there's too much going I'm being overstimulated the Decepticons are fighting Godzilla in Vietnam 1970 <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's Fortunate Son the whole movie just playing in the background by Clean's Clearwater Clean's Clearwater Forrest Gump sir I was just about to say that <laughs> which scene is he on because he's probably like accidentally on one side not knowing it yeah probably and the whole time... It's He's on just... Godzilla's side, of course. He's fighting the Decepticon. <laughs> the whole time they just are smelling napalm in the morning and... Yeah. Mean Simultaneously, Ham's over in Felucia, just... <laughs> He's a little uh, B-side, B-story. He's 30 years early, but he's he's fighting the war already for us. Sort of like a thematic thing. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm glad we went there. Yeah, we gotta move on. This is gonna get fleshed out. (laughs) Next one. This movie screened in theaters for only nine weeks. The shortest of any Transformer movie when compared to the first one, which was was 18 weeks. This came out in 2017. <laughs> the first one we was knew. 18 weeks, the second one was 16, the third um and fourth were 15, and then this dropped to 9. So hmm. <gasps> next, <gasps> part of this movie was actually shot at Stonehenge. 
Executive producer and director Michael Bay requested to shoot an explosion on the location, but was denied. Are you shitting me? So he had a set of Stonehenge <laughs> constructed to shoot the explosion instead. That's so funny. They should just let him do it. How <laughs> funny would it yes. be? There's a <laughs> there's a parallel universe out there where Michael Bay got to blow up Stonehenge. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of them said yes. One of the aristocracies. He was like, it's, you gotta it's ask. Just, like, it, it it's was worth asking. Like, what are they going to do? Say no? That's the worst they could do. They were like, where's this explosion going to be? He's like, oh, right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Away now, from the rocks. <laughs> hey, NASA, could I actually crash the moon? Can I blow up the moon for this movie I'm doing here? <laughs> sure. I really need it for the shot. <laughs> it's going to look great. I only do practical effects, and I need the moon to blow up in my movie. <laughs> I, I like to think that every Michael Bay movie with all these, like, our Megadon, he's just begging people. He's like... Yeah, can I destroy the Empire State Building? <laughs> can I destroy Earth? Potentially. <laughs> We're like going to save the day in the end. For the fourth time, you cannot blow up the moon, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> because Dark of the Moon, yeah. Armageddon, and this, he's just like, every time, he's like, I think it's going to work this time. He has to, like, star six, seven NASA, because they haven't blocked. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling. <laughs> he's got different but voices. But none of his <laughs> <maker> here. <laughs> this, this is Mikhail by filmmaker here. <laughs> he says <Lou>? <laughs> <laughs> oh no that michael bay fellow <laughs> no this, this this isn't he this is mikhail by i don't care who you are we would not blow up the moon for anybody stop <laughs> asking oh wait you're steven spielberg hold on sir no okay <laughs> Every every single the first time a couple times you went and he was just pitching. Every time after that he comes in like a trench coat, just like hoping that he was like they won't recognize me. Michael Bay is three just kids in a it's, trench coat. Gonna, it's three Michael Bays in a trench coat. Is <laughs> eighteen foot tall trench coat man. <laughs> it keeps getting bigger. Michael Bay is unstoppable. His appetite cannot be saved. He'll grow until he can reach the moon. Yeah. <laughs> And he will kill us he all. will destroy the moon himself. <laughs> He's groomed. <laughs> oh, <the moon. laughs> Alright, what's the next fact? We're close to more than an hour here. Yeah, we gotta get going. I promised I wasn't gonna do this today. Oh, God. Um, at around one hour and twelve I minutes. I promise every fucking week, and I'd let myself down every fucking week. At around one hour and twelve minutes, the picture of Shia LaBeouf is Sam Witwicky's ebile profane picture from the first film in 2007. It's a very funny picture of him. It looked it looked like almost like a mug shot. I don't even know if I saw that. You definitely did because it's when Vivian and him go to meet Vivian and Cade go to meet Sir Anthony Hopkins mm. and he's telling them about their history and he's like lone witwicky and then it shows over his picture. Man, I've been disassociating pretty hard lately. I think I probably looked right at that picture and didn't even see it. You know, so you thought it was your mom. I thought it was my mom. Um, and my last one is <laughs> awards today. Um, let's see. Golden Schmoes Award, nominee for Worst Movie of the Year. Nice. Um, Golden Trailer Awards, nominated for Best Summer 2017 Blockbuster. Nice. It was nominated for um, Best Summer 27 Blockbuster TV Spot. I don't know what that means. It was nominated for Best Trailer Bite for a feature film. Let's see. Best Trailer? Yeah. Uh, at the Sound Editor, Motion Picture Sound Editor Awards, it was nominated for a Golden Reel for Outstanding Achievement in Sound Editing. Um, Teen Choice Awards. Winner of Best Fight, Bumblebee vs. Nemesis Prime. Nominated 
for Choice Movie Action, nominated for Choice Summer Movie, nominated for Choice Summer Movie Male Star, Mark Wahlberg, and nominated for Choice Summer Movie Star Female, Isabella Merced, who played Isabelle. These are all the teens' choices? Yeah. It'd be really funny if they had, like, a good award every once in a while. Like, a good nominee. <laughs> yeah. Best fight. I don't know. Did the like, teens even Bruce see shit? Blade Runner 2049? <laughs> was that in 2017? Mm-hmm. Probably. And as Arrival? Was, as Arrival's 2016. This is Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania year as well, those who know. Oh. Surf's Up 2? Wave Mania. That's my boss's favorite movie. He told Surf's me not to two? quote him on the podcast. <laughs> he loves Surf's Up 2 and Rango are like two of his favorite movies. Oh, wow. Like Rango I get for sure, but Surf's Up 2 is, or not Surf's Up 2, Surf's Up is just like a, it's not a terrible movie, but like. It's the B. If he asked me not to quote him, so I'm not going to say the, anymore. It's the sister. Think. It's the worst sister movie of Happy Feet, basically. Correct. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. The tones are completely different in those. My one of my favorite but. film critics on his twenty, I think it was his 2010s year or decade in review list had Rango as like his third favorite movie of the year of the decade. I thought it was ninth, but still yeah, it was in his like top that. ten. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. You love Rango. I love Rango. It's like a cool homage to Rango. <laughs> homage. Nice. And my last awards are Razzies. Um, it was nominated for Worst Picture, did not win. Nominated for Worst Actor, Mark Wahlberg. Nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, Josh Dumel. Nominated for Worst Supporting Actress, Laura Haddock. Nominated for Worst Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. Like fish. Nominated for Worst Director and Michael Bay. Uh, nominated for Worst Supporting Actor in Sir Anthony Hopkins. Nominated for Worst Screenplay. Nominated for Worst Screen Combo. Any combination of any two humans, two robots, or two explosions in any scene. Mm-hmm. And it was the winner of the Razzie Award, So Rotten That You Loved It. Razzies, those right. scoundrels. <laughs> fucking scoundrels old hags and so with that that's the end of our what did we change it to the marky mark, mark and, and the, the facty bunch. bunch that's right yeah. so with that we can get into the movie 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 <laughs> oh my god is that who i think it is it's 18 foot tall Nicole Kidman in a, <laughs> in trench, a trench coat. coat. <laughs> She's here for the moon. He <laughs> comes in, they're like, oh, uh, fuck, it's Michael she, Bay again. Oh, she, she grabbed the her moon. Trench coat. <laughs> she threw it in my eyes like a big pizza pie. <laughs> oh, oh, it's amore. It's, it's amore, amore everywhere. What's the oh the humanity? Oh the yeah. <laughs> oh, oh the amore. Because <laughs> <laughs> the moon got thrown at some guy's pie, <laughs> like a big pizza pie. <laughs> Nicole Kidman is a menace. <laughs> She's the fucking worst. That's she was just throwing pizza pies at people's eyes all over the place, and then she threw the moon at my eye. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I'm the apple of hers. Yeah, I was. Mm. She was like this ethereal fucking nether creature. Dude. What is she? A sort of creator like goddess. Idea. I just like the idea that everybody thought it was Michael Bay at first, and then it turned into Nicole Kidman. <laughs> they they see she's this wearing like, a Michael Bay mask. They, yeah, as they, they make those. Yeah, 
They see, they see this 18 foot trench. Michael Bay for Halloween. <laughs> they saw this 18 foot trench coat monster. Like, what is Michael Bay doing? And then <laughs> she remo- here, removes the mask. <laughs> Shit. A tentacle slips she out the of the trench. She gets coat. the moon for real. <laughs> oh, man. All right. First note is that I, re- I really like the transition from the Paramount logo with the stars coming into the meteors. I thought it was actually pretty decent. Lucas kind of shaking his head. It's I. <laughs> yeah, it is I. That's what I thought. And um, you open up in the Dark Ages, 1,600 years ago. Horses just getting murdered by trebuchet catapults. Not even that dark, really. It was pretty dark. The sun was out. Well, yeah. It was well, more medieval than the dark. dark Ages. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There was no it sun a, in the Dark Ages. It's a very D-War setup. Because it was a, stolen by Nicole Kidman. D-War. Dragon Wars. <laughs> yeah. Dragon War. Yeah, I'm wondering what the parallels are. It's like an ancient medieval setup where this this creature from modern times that's the central focus of the movie is shown like movie. having a an origin in like some ancient battle. It reminds me of Transformers 2 when it opens up in like the prairie, it, like they come over a cliff and then there's a giant like obelisk kind of like structure and there's a bunch of like cavemen trying to kill saber two tigers and shit and then yeah that reminds me of football <laughs> just cause <laughs> yeah I mean the unity of both teams if you will armies yeah. I will clashing <laughs> and I will it reminds me of Transform- think. it reminds me of Transformers 4 with the dinosaur shit at the beginning like really it's it's just Transformers it's, it's a Transformers thing. Transformers. Um, yeah horse gets murdered I put why does every fucking Transformers movie have to start like 8,000 years ago. Um, and I put, who is fighting England right now? Because it looked like Vikings were. We put Vikings and Knights, so I put down Dalvin Cook versus Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gauls, of course. You brute. The who? The who? The Gauls. The Gaul? The back to attack men. England like that? Exactly. It's okay. just like the, the, the neighboring Germanic tribes, I believe, are the Gauls. Okay. Oh, gotcha. And, uh, you know more about history. And I think that's the answer to your question, why they put things so far in the past. I'm like, A, it's just lazy storytelling. And B, it's uh, a lot of times people don't have a great knowledge of ancient history. So you can go like 1600 years ago, there was this war in the middle of Britain that you don't have to know about. Yeah. People are like, okay. Sure. Yeah. They did King their Arthur work. was probably not even a real guy. I think they talk a little bit about that in the movie Poke and Fun. They do. Because that's what I put is, why is Merlin the, the wizard and King Arthur storyline here? And... Because... Because he's always the wizard? Well, no, but, like, why, why is they Merlin he- the wizard? Why can't it be King Arthur for once? <laughs> no, but, like, why are they here? Like, these are, like, supposed to be fictional characters. Merlin's also just, like, talking like he is so drunk. Like, he drinks so much liquor. Brandon, I don't want to, like, burst your bubble here, but they were all fictional characters in that movie. <laughs> Even Michael Bay? Especially Michael <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Whoa. Shit. I'm blown away now. He's only real in your nightmares. <laughs> I'm so upset about King Arthur and Merlin, but yeah, Cade Yeager, I let pass. <laughs> <laughs> so mad about Merlin, but Optimus Prime. Oh, he's real. That yeah, he's definitely real. But so, yeah, this he's whole storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Prime. He writes our laws. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this this old knight to the round table storyline is here and merlin's talking with transformers to give him a magical staff to help his army win the war and harness the power of a transformers dragon 
Which he does. He gets the staff. That's, I think, in the story, like, King Arthur is able to summon a dragon. They're saying in this, in this telling of it, the dragon was really a transformer. Yes. That checks out. It does. I think it's, it's funny that a transformer chose a dragon shape. That's all, all they had back then. Dragons? Yep. It's just a police car <laughs> driving through all the calls. It's the year 400. <laughs> and you're like, it's the, all we gotta these, get out of here. 12 showed up. <laughs> all of these knights are just like, is that a fucking Lambo? That'd be so funny. So, now 1600 years later, we just get like a scene of Optimus, like frozen, rotting in space, like basically dead after he left to find his makers. Like, oh, okay, I guess he's dead. And the world has set up a new military force called TRF to kill Transformers because they're now all illegal on Earth, but new Transformers just keep showing up on Earth and, like, meteorites. Happens at every Transformers movie, again, where whatever goodwill the Transformers earn at the end of the last movie, they're just erased and now they're back to being hunted again. Yeah, yeah, literally every time. It's like, oh, God, we got to trust the Autobots here. They saved our lives. And then the next, it's like, yeah. these guys are fucking terrorists. And it's like always Megatron. At the end of the movie, they're just like, Megatron there. again? How does he keep <laughs> deceiving us like that? It's always him. Just understand there's good ones and bad ones. It's we'll so making clear-cut. deals with him. Yeah. <laughs> that too? What the fuck? <laughs> they're always making deals with Megatron. Like, no, he's, he's turned a corner this time. Yeah. Did but- we ever find out? Uh, sorry. What um, TRF stood for? Did no. I never heard it. Transformer Reduction Force? I don't know. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Could just know. be Transformer. Nah. <laughs> Definitely but I like not. Transformer Reduction Force. So, I don't know. everyone's hunting for Transformers, and some kids are trying to check out a Transformer crash site in, like, Heinz Field or something. That's oh, yeah. I, of the last movie, I guess. Yeah. And uh, the Department of Homeland Security the is there. Rises. And they have now, like, um, it's not AT-ATs, because those are the giant robot walking camels, but the other ones, the ATST. AT-Vs? No, not ATVs. It's at and No. Yes. at whatever they are. I'm going <laughs> to... My family. I'm just going to call them AT-ATs. They have these Star Wars-esque... Robots Walkers. with gun walker things, and yeah. um, they're there to kill kill the kids and defend the site. And one of these kids apparently lives on the streets and is like super close to a transformer named Canopy. She's trying to save him in this That's, area. What a dumb transformer! His whole thing is Canopy. Is it, his whole thing is he's a tent. He hides under a tent. Yeah. That's a I didn't steal. Know that was his... We didn't know his name was Canopy. I didn't know. I thought she was just saying that he was using the no, rock. It's... That's as his, a canopy. As a canopy. That's his deal. Yeah. That's his ass name. He was canopying. That was his whole character. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> He's like a hermit crab, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that was his shell. He was just hiding. He was just, his prime would eat him alive. He was just a little guy trying to find shitty, his way back home. Very shitty Transformer. Uh, but yeah, that's apparently part of her family. And uh, Someone you Canopy gets blasted by a carrier missile and dies. And as the AT-ATs close in... Kate Yeager shows up to save all the kids in his truck with Bumblebee as well. They start blasting the AT-ATs and uh, Kate breaks into one of these alien ships and tries to perform surgery on like a dying Transformer in there. Uh, but to no luck. Did he die? That Transformer? The night one? Yeah. 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 I never saw him like 
Maybe I was disassociating again, but he, I never saw him die. He bled out and his eyes turned off, so... They did? Yeah. Oh no, that's how robots die. Um, but the Transformer tries to give him some form of medallion as he dies. Yeah, a talisman of sorts. A talisman? Have you never heard that word? I've never heard that's the word. That's what they it's said all that... over the movie. He's... This is this... How I... old are you? Is this your first day on Earth? Yes. This is in every role-playing game on Earth. They have talismans. Talisman is such a... Not like the most common word ever, but it's common enough that a smart guy like you should understand the the meaning. He was was on Looney Tune. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that talisman is one of the most commonly used words. It's like the, for, and talisman. Wow. Ostensibly, yeah, the big the, five, the, big five. <laughs> the and four talisman, and ostensibly, I use those a lot more than the average person. I'd say <laughs> I do think we sure. we do um, ostensibly, um, but yeah. So um, this talisman, he he denies it as he dies, but it looks like the little emblem emblem from the staff from the Dark Ages that was on Merlin's staff. Mm. The thing he was carrying. Yeah, could be like a little magic Merlin stat. But uh uh-oh, the feds show up. They do show up, and they do be packing. I was going to say they do be showing up. (laughs) There's one that's like a police... They have like a police brutality transformer. Like, that's his thing. Yeah. Oh, Oh, for sure. Right away, Brandon's like, is that barricade? It's like, of course the... The, Derek de- uh, the cop one is a Decepticon. <laughs> it's, oh my god. Um, I pointed out that Barricade died in the third movie, so he's just back. So he didn't die. I watched him get sliced in half by Sideswipe. No, he didn't. Yeah. No. He was literally cut down the middle. But he's back. Mark oh, Albers is um, a good robot surgeon. Yeah, they probably do. Um, Best in the business. Also, the talisman just grew legs and walked away. Yeah. On to into Cade's truck. Yep. And he's getting cornered by Homeland Security. But Bumblebee comes to the rescue with like this new method that I've never seen before where he like pretends to break apart and do a bunch of little pieces. And then, and then sneak attack, gets him with his tongue and everything, and then he reassembles. Yeah, I, I reassemble. I put it as pretty tongue. good action seeing this was. Oh, we, I did too. I put that. This is pretty. This is the he, best. He one, he wheeled four guys in the head. He wheeled so many guys. Every time I was like, "Oh shit, he got another one, a third? Yeah, it's absurd. But yeah, it's I'm absurd. already getting to the point here. The movie hasn't been going for very long. Where I'm already like sick of the action, and I'm just they like they're about to like do backflips off of buildings as they shoot robots and stuff, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. You wasted it. You've yeah. But ten minutes in, we've done it. It this does coolest get action old shit. immediately somehow. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because it's the fifth installment in the in the franchise, or if it's just that bad, or both. I don't know. Probably All the both. shots are so Probably close both. and always so slow mode that like There's so much slow mo. What a slow mo so gun! Cool. I know. Are we talking <laughs> about that was OP. Yeah, yeah he sure should have been using that more. He should have, but. What the Um, the (laughs) fuck? Anyway, Josh Jumal stops Bumblebee from killing everyone. He's a part of TRF. But Cade and the Autobot crew escape free, and Barricade um, is back and working with Megatron, and they're searching for the medallion. The talisman. Yes. The Californians. The Californians. (laughs) And uh, Optimus apparently isn't dead from that scene that we saw earlier. 
But he sticks the landing on fucking Cybertron. Cybertron was not a thing I was privy to. What? I wasn't either. I was trying to think of what Cybertron was. It's their home planet. Yeah, no, I know. It, it just took me a little longer than it should have. Yeah, he stuck the landing. Because I was talking about all King these... Arthur style. <laughs> he did. Yeah, very King Arthur style. All the other, like, Transformers, <laughs> they land on Earth in, like, spaceships, but they die from the crash landing. He yeah. lands with his body, but... He's going the other way. Sticks it. <laughs> yeah. Earth is the dangerous one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, all the grass and sand and water that you could land in. He really harmful. Not yeah, like compared Cybertron to metal with the, just the metal. sharp metal. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny how Optimus is like his lifelong celestial journeys to meet like the, his maker and like ostensibly the creator of the universe. And he's like, I'm here to meet my creator. And she's like, it's me. I'm your creator. <laughs> that, There's like little, no, little to no mystery involved. That was my note that I put here is he sticks the landing on Cybertron and immediately without hesitation, promptly. promptly, ostensibly, completes his mission of finding the god creator, who is a hot goddess robot named Quintessa, the prime of life. I feel like this movie's so... Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say she's not that hot. She's hot she enough for... Had a lot of shoulders. silver. <laughs> Oof, my favorite color on a <laughs> robot woman. Well, okay. I don't know. Um, I, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say skin color. I was like, you can't say that. No, I can. It's silver. It doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> sorry, before I defend my racism, I was gonna say that this movie was so simplistic. I feel like we're all gonna have the same opinions and thoughts and like oh, references sure. about everything. Like every time I wrote a quote down, I was like, I feel like Lucas probably has this written down right now. This seems like somebody's write down just because it was all so straightforward and everything that stuck out like mm-hmm. that. I was like, we all probably have. This. Yeah. Well, he finds his creator. She tells Optimus that he will obey her orders and put an end to the war. And um, Kate, driving away, finds our little spider on in his vehicle. Talisman spider. It's just, it's like, I thought it was just a rock, but it's just living, basically. Yeah, it's like a transformer. It's a sentient being. It, um... Sorry, I almost spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> it transforms. <laughs> Shit, they transform in this movie? How could you? How could you break that to me? I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry, talisman. <laughs> this goes out to all my talisman homies. Um, formal apology. But yeah, he finds it in there. And Sir Anthony Hopkins shows up in this movie with C-3PO. And they say that they found what they've been searching for for 1,600 years. We also and you get- briefly got introduced to a brand new character of a lady playing polo. Yes. Yeah. Big slow-mo polo action. Yeah. Why is water polo called that? It's, it has very little relation to the actual <laughs> game of polo, in my opinion. That, I don't think there's any resemblance except for... Ball and net, but that is not like a defining... Ad- characteristic that, of polo that's that is similar also to a lot of sports and basketball <laughs> yeah is this Hockey. one of those things where everything's kind of polo like cereal's technically mm. a soup but you shouldn't say that mm. it was cake all along that was this whole movie um yeah my only note about this scene with the polo was that they shot it the same way the war was shot in the very beginning there was such heavy like heavy metal action music it was like the same like <laughs> you take away a lot of the sound except for the Clinking. Oh, it's hilarious. I thought it was super funny. Uh, <laughs> Why would they? It's polo. 
and she fell off a horse. Like, it's not an actual dragon eating Vikings or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, this polo girl is an Oxford Museum curator, professor, philosophy doctor, and she's giving a tour about dragons and Merlin and King Arthur, saying it's all probably just fables. And in the background is Sir Anthony Hopkins, kind of like watching secretively. Um, and we're back on Cybertron. We learn that Quintessa created that staff to create the universe or whatever. Merlin's but staff. 12 knights stole it and brought it to Earth and gave it to the humans, which is why Cybertron is dying. So she's going to make Optimus go to Earth and bring it back to her. 12 knights like the 12 disciples. Like the 12 knights of the round table. Like Shmi. Like the 12 days of Christmas. Mm, like 12 days of summer. No. It's too many uh, days of Christmas. 12? They're all, yeah, it's yeah. too many. I it's don't even w- like Christmas. It's one day. Me neither. I Christmas rejected the Lord four long hours. ago. <laughs> you should. Yeah, Sam. I was like six, I think. <laughs> As you should. About, that was about right for me, too, yeah. Yeah, that was rough. It's tough when you're six and you're like, oh, there's no God. All right. <laughs> but it what? never clicks. <laughs> yeah. I, What's I mean, the point? I might have told the story in the podcast, but I was at like Bible camp or whatever when I was like six or seven. And they're like, Noah, when he had his ark, all the animals came to it. And I was like, even the American bison. And they were like, yes. And I was like, how? And they're like, God did it magic. And I, right from then, I was like, I'm out. Y'all can take it. <laughs> the, shove it yeah. up your fucking asses. You're not going to be molesting <laughs> this guy. I... <laughs> I <laughs> I had similar things just hearing the stories like that, because I, I used to go to the, the VBSs in the summers, and I even went when I wasn't a believer, a believer, if you will. Mm. Um, believer! Yeah. Uh, but I would go with my sisters, because, you know, they still really enjoyed it, and there were some nice things we do, like there was a crafting session where you made a stuffed bear, and you had the choice to either keep it or send it to Mexico for like a toy for a kid to play. That's build a bear, but okay, go on. No, it's not built. We were, it was in the church, you bitch. Weird flex, but okay. That is a weird flex. Um, Church of Bears. Yeah, I was the only one that I was the only one that sent it away. My <laughs> sisters were bear. my sisters were like, "We want to help the less fortunate, but this bear is fucking awesome." So they just kept it anyway. Mm. Build a church workshop. But yeah, about the same timeline, weird goofy shit like I, the Ark. Lucas, I love that American bison is what convinced you that God is really. But that's not possible. The bison. How'd they American get to Israel? Bison, the most. Yeah, they're American. They flew there. <laughs> the most sacrilegious animal, the American bison. Yeah, and if you're if you're telling a six like a six year old that a, the bison flew across the ocean to be with Noah, then you're just losing a follower. We're smarter than that. Yeah, unsubscribed from God a long time ago. <laughs> the Godcast. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it took me a sec, but it's good. Um, okay, we're back into the movie. And we're back. So Kate is at a junkyard where all the Autobots hang out. Apparently. Being racist. The, being very racist. Apparently this is where Homeland Security can't find them. Because they're amidst all the other cars or whatnot. I don't know. But Day Trader shows up and gives them a gun. A Starscream's head. And a voice box for Bumblebee. When he sees... The Tesselman. The what? The Tesselman? The what? I don't know what it's called. The girl? Are you... Are you being serious? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. The what talisman? Talk- the talisman? talisman. <laughs> the Tesselman? 
This is the worst running joke you've had. I know you know what it tells. It's a bad don't. You've known for years. I don't know what it is. No, you're not going to get me with this one. That's, I always get God once I, an episode. Why do you think I asked you so many times during the episode and you're like, oh, it's the talisman. It's the long like, con. I know you. I literally have no clue what a talisman is. I'm being gaslit. This How do I for, spell talisman? I corrected him on gaslighting earlier this and I was gaslighting silly. me as revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the Tesselman. The, the, the Tesselman. The Tesseract. Um... He sees it, day he's trader. Prank, yes. And he's like, definitely being pranked right telling now. Telling him ridiculous. how important this thing is if it's real. He's like, there's no way it's real, whatever. Um, and Isabella, our little Hispanic girl that was at the site that. You can't just call her that, right? I, I am too. Um, I oh, I'm a little Hispanic girl. <laughs> <laughs> be La Nina, but yes. La Nina. Um, she is the <laughs> one that plays. <laughs> she's the one who plays Dora in the live action movie. Isabella. Are you gaslighting me again? No, I'm not. Bitch. Tesselman. <laughs> yeah, but she's... Tesselman. The, the La Nina is basically going to Marky Mark, and she's like, please let me live here with your robots. And he says, you can't. You're your little girl. And she says, I don't have a home. I want to be with the robots. And then Marky Mark sort of just kicks back in this trailer with a Bud Light and starts watching some cable television. <laughs> he was, like he was watching F1 racing, shit. for sure. <laughs> and, um... She, he's like, you're not going to help me out in here. She's like, I know Autobots. And she's like, he's like, how would you stop a bleeding Autobot from a, a M40 blast? Yeah, the cross incline and all that <laughs> so, shit. So she impresses him. So she, he may be keeping her around. But somewhere in the Sahara Desert, a giant metal horn is coming out of the sand. Supposedly, six horns in six different places are emerging. And both Sir Anthony Hopkins... And Tony Hale, know this means Cybertron is coming here, and they will all be dead in three days' time. Is he playing uh, the same role as the last movie? <laughs> Are you talking about Clifford? No, not Clifford. Never Clifford. Who is in the last movie? In the last Transformers movie, he was... Wasn't he the main guy? Oh, that was Mark Clifford. Walbert? I'm confusing Clifford and Transformers 4 again. <laughs> I was about to say, is, is he gaslighting us right now? <laughs> the talisman over here? Because we went over it earlier, how they're... How we're, yeah, you asked that question. He was already. an engineer in both of them. And you and I had understood that he was talking about Clifford. Yes. Or we thought I, that we did. Yeah. But Lucas didn't understand <laughs> that he was talking about Clifford. That's oh so my funny. goodness, that's so funny. So um, I am yeah. Clifford, always Clifford. They, <laughs> I Plot is Clifford. Twist. Um, Megatron it. is making a deal with an army to assemble a crew in a suicide suicide squad style. Yeah, he's this doing is, a heist. This is actually this, funny. It was so, this is funny. so funny. Mohawk. <laughs> it gave me also um like Badlander vibes. Is that like a game? Or not Badlander. Borderlands? Borderlands is what mm. I meant to say. Borderlands. Never vibes. played it. But I know exactly what you're talking They're about. They're making I guess. a movie about it. Movie. Where Kevin Hart plays the little robot. Can we, like. <laughs> Philly's finest. Can we get him in more movies? You're right, Seth. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm glad. Thank you for finishing, finishing that sentence for me. <laughs> we knew. I just want somebody who feels the same way that I do about Kevin Hart, The Rock, Shout them out and Kevin Hart. Movies. A nominee Shout for out. Best Use of Midget. At the Mookie Shout Awards. out Kevin Hart, yeah. Good nominee. Shout out Rap Boy. The Mookie Awards. Shout out Rap Boy again. Um, the, like Mookie Betts? Ooh, yeah, nice. That's what he's saying, right? Yep. Now I gotta change it. Why does Mookie sound like a slur? So he gets Mohawk, 
Onslaught and Nitro Seuss in this agreement with they were all in like Transformers prison or whatever, but two guys were denied being in the crew. I remember one of them was Berserker, and everybody was like, "Yeah, no, the one that's tied up and like put in the foaming, hole, foaming from the mouth." <laughs> yeah, a, a, a robot foaming from the mouth is not allowed out of jail. His name was Berserker. Okay, yeah, um, but Megatron just wants to kill all the Autobots, get the Talisman, and go home. And Kate and Isabella bond over, like, his daughter and family while fixing Bumblebee's voice box. But it isn't the right box. It sounds like Siri. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Cortana. Alexa. But they gotta be on the move! Because <laughs> the, police, the police and the Autobots, or the Decepticons, whatever the fucking bad robots are, they all show up, alarms are off. Autobots get out of there. And brand but- new cars. <laughs> brand name cars. They do be rolling out. Bumblebee unfortunately had a tracking device on his spoiler, so he after did? they get out of there, yeah. I didn't know no, that. No, it was on after the sword that Day Trader gave him. No, 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 no. It was what on a great his, name for a robot. It was on his spoiler. Somebody, canopy. They flicked it on him when... <laughs> Marginally, but yeah. <laughs> they flicked it on him when he helped Cade get out of the area after he did the... Bumblebee did the disassembling trick uh, and whatnot after he disassociated <laughs> so sorry they flicked, it, just they flicked it on him so they come to like some abandoned city or whatever and now we finally get like a giant transformers battle in an abandoned city and the autobots just destroyed the suicide squad pretty quickly but now have to worry about trf drones with gatlin guns as well and it's like i get it humans against transformers yet again just give me more than 15 seconds of Transformer on Transformer action. Because they finished the Suicide Squad so fast. Yeah. Give me more Kevin Hart. The the girl you also... lost him. Oh. Oh, the girl also at one point said, there's always a drone mother in charge. And I didn't know that was common common fact with drones. Or drone strategy. Yeah, yeah. drone mother. <laughs> well, and I think the funny thing is they took it out, like, right away. And you'd assume that's the brain of the hive mind but they took it out and then the rest of them were still just fine like still they're on pilot yeah they didn't really need a, a no mom. not at all they didn't need a mother figure in their life to be drones <laughs> <laughs> they, no, they, <laughs> they were on their search for their creator too <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this <laughs> talisman just attaches itself during to Cade during all of this just right on his arm um and as they're escaping the drones Cogman, which is our C-3PO character that works for Sir Anthony Hopkins, mm. stops them in an elevator to bring Cade to England because they need the medallion. It's but the best th- character. But they can't with Cade without Cade. I just can't with him. Because, or they can't with Cade because <laughs> it has chosen him. He's the chosen one. Chosen. Nice. And um, uh, John Turturro, our Sector 7 callback guy, very minor role. He's in like Cuba or something. That's the last place where Transformers are allowed to be free. Is Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> no, just in, just in Castro's Cuba. This is what Che Guevara fought for. Robot lives. Robot freedom. Robot freedom. Marina's at such a sad part in 5050 right now. I can hear the music. Is it yellow bed letter? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's crying right out there right now. Why don't you hand me a beer? Yeah, I'll hand you a beer. Um, so, he calls to let 
Sir Anthony Hopkins know that he has a book to tell him how all this ends. Thanks, boss. But that's about it. Quintessa just breaks the news that Earth is Unicron. Do you know who Unicron was? Nope, meaningless to me. In the in the Transformers series, he is a planet transformer. Like, he's that big. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. That's bullshit. He transforms into a planet and oh. moves across the universe. Quintessa uh, also that. is successful in brainwashing Optimus, which I'm sure is going to yes. last the whole movie. He's gonna, really going to be she, evil the whole time. She yeah, turns him into, is gonna be great. into Nemesis Prime, which... Seth had a good question here. I had a problem with that question. <laughs> uh, if she's turning him into Nemesis Prime, does she know that she is the evil one here, like, doing the wrong things? I think she's... Sorry, <laughs> yawning there. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just trying to do the opposite of Optimus and go in Nemesis, which is sort of the opposite of Optimus. Pessimist Prime. That's what I, <laughs> I said, yeah. Well, it's just dumb, because... From her perspective, she should be, like, um, you know, saving her own planet. And, like, it, although it's a catastrophe for Earth, like, that's not her problem. It's, like, a lower species to her, absorbing all that or co- the coinciding with it. But instead, she's, like, Nemesis Prime. Like, she knows she's being evil instead of, like, I don't it's know. Bad writing, creation, yeah. cr- creator Prime? Yeah, creation <laughs> so prime. bad. So, um, Fusion Prime. my next note is, who is this girl's dad? <laughs> this is our Prime. Vivian character. And is it the Sir Anthony Hopkins character? Because she's just, like, wandering aimlessly in her house, like, looking for things, and there's this backstory, and we're just like, who is this? But you're not gonna laugh at that? What? Amazon Prime? Whatever, move on. I'm mad. Oh. That's a well, robot. I have my... Yes, I had my robot. earphones off for a second because I was scratching my ear, so oh, I must have missed a banger from Lucas. Thanks. Amazon Prime. <laughs> I get it now. But, so, like, who is her family? So she gets into a Transformer car that she thinks is hers. Now she's being taken away by Hot Rod, who I told Seth was, like, the main sidekick to Optimus in the old series. Um... Who just shape shifts into a Lambo, and we're over an hour into the movie, and I don't still don't know who she is or who the Sir Anthony Hopkins characters are. One hour in, well, one cruising. hour in like ten minutes. <laughs> well, we have characters we still have yet to meet. Ted Cruz, <laughs> and then Cade is just flying a military stealth bomber to England. Yeah, because yeah, he's going what? to meet. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> he's going to meet Sir Anthony Hopkins, but he takes. And flies, he flies a stealth, a stealth bomber? bomber over the cliffs of Dover. <laughs> was he established as a pilot in the previous movie? No. That's what the sick. fuck is he doing? Who is? Because I was like, maybe it's a transformer, and it's like an ally. But he gets out, and it just stays a plane. Like yeah. he just drove, <laughs> uh, flew, I guess, a stealth bomber over the cliffs of they Dover. They probably cut out twenty minutes of him training for that. <laughs> Good. Good. And. uh... So he lands and Good. extra hour was training montages. <laughs> I, he lands and he starts talking to Sir Anthony Hopkins and both Seth and I looked at each other because we tried to watch this with subtitles on Paramount Plus, but the subtitles are like one inch tall and, and in black. They're, in black. They're, they're hidden in the background the entire movie. And so if Sir, he's wearing a shirt, we're Sir, fucked. Sir Anthony Hopkins walks up and he's like, oh, we're gonna kind of, and we're like, what the fuck did he just say to Kate? <laughs> it was it, like 60 acting. seconds of solid dialogue we could not understand. It was, it was just like, no, we're in uh, robot dementia. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He's one take Jake. <laughs> <laughs> we're like okay so somebody has robot dementia but apparently she 
our Vivian character, her and Cade are visiting Sir Anthony Hopkins. She is the last surviving member of the Witwicky Order. Sam Witwicky, our Shia LaBeouf character. No, she is. Yeah, she's the she's the daughter of the oh. last surviving. But she was wasn't one herself. One. No, she's just related. Yes, she is the last. I thought re- he was the last one alive. No, no, she is because Merlin was a Witwicky. Mark Wahlberg's just like a guy. No, yeah. no, Anthony Hopkins was the last one alive. No, it was her. Well, she was a, a member. Question. She didn't do the he w- do the shit. He was a member. That was he was thing. the last one living. But I think, I, was he just like a janitor of the Witwickies? He was like their custodian So of he was the last of the Witwicky yeah, order. Yeah, he was like a collector. Shh. Yeah. She is a descendant of... Of somebody who was in the order. With him. What the hell? She is the daughter, the, a descendant of Merlin. Mm-hmm. And Kate is just the chosen knight. Spoiler. That's fine. We don't give a shit. Is he? That's yeah, he fine. kind of is. Okay, Why was so- Kate the chosen knight? I don't know. Because he's Mark fucking Wahlberg. Also. He tried to kill a Vietnamese guy. (laughs) Also, she tried, she threatened (laughs) to seduce Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, because she was just horny the whole movie. She was so horny this whole movie. That was her biggest character trait. And um, Sir Anthony Hopkins is telling them all about the most important people in history have been linked with Transformers. There was Hitler, Stephen Hawking, and Winston Churchill, and George Washington, and all these people and i pointed out to seth i was like look at all these photos of past relics of like transformers working with people yeah see if you, you can, can spot this transformers see if you can spot the transformers in the photos and it's just like it's just like a lineup of like marines standing in a line and then just one transformer on the end thumbs yeah. Up. yeah hey this is war baby hey it's, it's oh basically the illuminati but for transformers <laughs> is, is really the plot is. point yeah, I, I was thinking that all the pictures were like the Chinese like international team for basketball, where it's like they're all like five ten, and then there's just Yao Ming on the end at seven six. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm I'm really laughing. Hey, but, this is war. <laughs> Big ass uh, robot, Illuminati baby. He literally back then they did not have the technology to take out a robot. He can't die. He's just no. like this is a sport for him. <laughs> He's like keeping tasks. He's killing the Japanese fun. people. So, yeah. <laughs> they didn't drop bombs. They just dropped Transformers who single-handedly murdered every Hiroshima and Nagasaki <laughs> citizen. They dropped Optimus, a second Optimus Prime. <laughs> so I, like, I can't keep making the same joke. I'm surprised yeah. that we've made it this far, but I was going to try and lay some ground rules because it is 9-11, and I know it's a, a day that we all like to make a lot of jokes about, so I was going to say like one joke, 9-11 joke per person. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, it, it, it is funny. We all can admit that, but that was my one because I, I was feeling the same way. It's like this is the one day we should <laughs> we should make a ton of jokes about it, even though it's probably the most like inclined we're gonna be yeah. today. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That'll be my one. Okay, we're still good for on. one, Brandon. You can also Move transfer him to Seth if you'd like. Okay. Well, it's funny because I was gonna make it. I was gonna drop Optimus Prime on the second on the uh, Nagasaki, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, no, that's too insensitive." Like <laughs> <laughs> you went with the, the American tragedy yeah. that is today. I, there's something wrong with me, man. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm actually something deeply... right with you. It's <laughs> not that can't um, be right. Wait. Yeah, uh, like we're saying, like one war machine, and like literally, sorry, the Dark Ages. Like, what are they gonna do to him? Nothing. Hit him with There's trebuchets. Can do, yeah. They flung a rock at him. Cool. Oops. 
Now watch out for my laser blaster cannon. Yeah. I think I know. It's an F-150. So, <laughs> so, um, after all that, you get flashbacks of World War II actions with Transformers now and, like, Bumblebee. And so we start to learn that King Arthur and the Twelve Knights of the Round Table were accompanied by Twelve Knights of Transformers to keep the talisman. Tessel. The Tesselman hidden forever. And that eventually the staff would be given to the last night of the round table. Or the, yep. no, the talisman was going to be given to the last night of the round table. And Cogman, who is the who is the C-3PO person, while he's telling these stories about Cogman, is going nuts on the organ. Oh, that's pretty funny. And then he's like doing it like was a great orchestral <laughs> background to make the moment more epic. Literally yeah. just slamming on it and he's singing funny. opera and shit. Yeah, because while he's telling the story, it's that intense music and then you realize... He's been the one playing it. Like, yeah. The whole story, the whole three. It, it was super fun. Shit. That's and awesome. uh, yeah, so now Vivian, like we said, told she's the last living descendant of Merlin. And there's a new goal for the movie. Basically, this is where we're going. Find the staff that's been buried sixteen hundred years ago with Merlin's body, with the help of Cade, and have Vivian control it because only a direct descendant of Merlin can use it. My note here is: you're a wizard lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a what? All right. <laughs> Um, so, super simple. We just have to find a 1,600-year-old staff on Earth. Yeah. That's buried. Can't be that hard. There's only so much dirt. So, Kate and Vivian are tearing apart her dad's office. And all the old ladies that Vivian, like her mom and all of her friends, really just want Vivian to get laid. And they hear her tearing apart the office and whatnot, and, like, yelling. They were getting steamy, listening. Yeah. One of them had their hand down their pants the whole scene. No fucking Oh. You were disassociated. You just assumed. I did. I'm just picturing things. I was going to say, at, immediately after this, we get probably 60 seconds of the best acting in the movie when Turturro's going nuts on the phone in Cuba. Probably, yeah. Screaming at Sir Anthony Hopkins to find a book with the history of Transformers in this gigantic library, and he knows that the Earth is Unicron, and tearing apart Cybertron because the Unicron and Cybertron are in a battle or something. And the horns are arranged in a circle from the Pangea days. And the center of this circle, Stonehenge. Stonehenge is at the center of the circle, all right. Good circle. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Did I do that? He takes so many notes. <laughs> <laughs> now, why would he do that? <laughs> Circle. Now, why doesn't he know what a talisman is? <laughs> I don't. Whatever, I really man. don't. I'm over it. Move and on. so after they figure out it's Stonehenge. So now we have a giant TRF and Sir Anthony Hopkins chase scenes. We're 90 minutes in. We've only had one Transformer fight scene. And after these chase scenes, they're all in a submarine, which is a Transformer. It's also and a Sir museum. It is also a museum. And Sir Anthony Hopkins has to leave. I know you're thinking about it. Your quote. Am I? Yeah, that's I, what I thought you were thinking about. I was just thinking about a museum that's underwater. Oh, <laughs> it's a really hard trek to get to. <laughs> yeah, but they're it's not in, worth it. They're in this tr- transformer really submarine trek. museum. Yeah. Can't really walk to it <laughs> unless you go unless s- we bring the trees back. What? I don't know. Unless you just move away from me <laughs> below the marine <laughs> sub, perhaps. <laughs> So, mm. 
Sir Anthony Hopkins has to leave them because he's not knighthood material. And they're going to use the submarine to find the staff. And you get, like, a lot of submarine on submarine action. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. In the night movie. Yeah. Cade and, Cog- Cade and Cogman are kind of, like, feuding with each other deep in the bowels, too. It's kind of funny. They're both going crazy. And like, leave me alone, you little weirdo. <laughs> Cogman was the saving grace of this movie. Oh, he was the best character. Far and away. And, yeah, they're just screaming at each other. They're trying to avoid TRF. They, like, ram another submarine. That was pretty metal. Yeah, a lot of metal, metal on metal. And uh, Vivian wants to fuck Kate so bad in this submarine. Like, she sees his abs and whatnot, and the little ta- talisman going all over his body, and it goes, like, down his pants, and she's yeah. like, is it tight down there? He's like, maybe yeah. a little bit. She's like, is it grabbing or squeezing in a tight way or anything? I don't know. And it's, it's funny, because she's, like, kind of flirting in a nervous way, and he just looks clearly confused the entire time. He's like, I don't know, is it, is it squeezing? He's I like, guess it's I like a know. safety matter. <laughs> <laughs> is it cutting off your circulation? Uh, he doesn't know. But Cogman set up a whole, like, romantic dinner for them. Caught two fish, beat them around, made oh, some Cogman sushi. Cogman set up dinner for other people? Yeah. More like Cuckman. Oh, <laughs> I don't, it pops in my head. I have to say it. <laughs> um, he sets up dinner. I literally have no idea what's going on in the ocean with this like mysterious sunken ship that no one's ever seen. I was not set up for me to learn what they were doing down there. But canoodling. I put okay. So Cybertron has just destroyed the moon, and people are now just noticing another planet in the sky. Like it's kind of like his- goddamn moon. It's kind of like his old movie, Armageddon. Armageddon? It is. Shit's getting blown up, especially the moon. Didn't they lose the also, moon in Armageddon? No. No? No. The moon is fine. They slingshot it around the moon. To get they hit the, the moon. Asteroid. No. They did not. Goodbye, moon. moon. <laughs> um, Good night. But, yeah, the moon's Forever. just, like, gone now, basically. <laughs> Like, their tides are fucked up. They should all be dead if the moon is gone. You can't say goodnight to the moon. Good morning to the moon. You can say goodnight to the sun, because that's the one that's leaving. But, everyone in the, is in this sunken ship, and in there is Merlin's buried corpse. Um, underneath sure a is. magical door of the round table that can only be opened when Vivian touches the floor. So it's like, okay, cool. It opens up. Kate's pissed that they opened up his tomb, and inside is just his rotting corpse and a stick. I was like, isn't that stick the staff? Do they not know what a staff is? It didn't look like the staff in the legends, but neither would they would know that either. They would but they wouldn't know what it looked like. He no. was kind of funny. He's like, this is just a stupid stick. <laughs> it's the very staff. And you know like she's the chosen one at this point, too. They've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And he doesn't even like let her see it. He's grabbed it himself <laughs> and then throws it at You don't even want to see this bullshit. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's gonna upset you. You That's see this? Be- you see this staff-like stick? Fuck it. Plus her, like, dead grandpa was right there, too. She's getting emotional. Ro- literally rotting. Do they have to bury the staff with him? Yeah. Because it was... What do you mean, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Duh. So, he climbs on one of the bodies of, like, the knights or whatever, and it is a transformer that wakes up, trying to protect the staff from being s- stolen, and you get this crazy-ass slow-mo sword-dodging scene by Cade that we re-round and watch three times. Don't you remember? The, oh my the knight took the two swords and slammed it down, and he, like, 
juked sideways to dodge the swords. It's supposed to be like this really cool action scene, but it's really just a guy standing still really well. <laughs> that's that's po- poor that's, aim, poor dexterity. That's the thing with like all these fight scenes, which are done like ostensibly all over on giant screens, green screens with CGI. So I always like picture the actors just like standing there as like everything falls and you're just supposed to look scared. <laughs> or like the couple of people who have to like jog in the background away from everything. Yeah. Must be surreal like experience. That- it's like, have you seen, I think it's a pretty popular video anymore, but that kind of leaked behind the scenes footage of, uh, it was either Supergirl, that, that series, or one of the Marvel movies, where it's just like, it's just really uncomfortable to watch, because she's just, yeah, you know, seen, putting yeah. her fist up oh, in Oh, trying there. to fly, yeah. Just... Yeah, and there's like a guy behind her in a green suit that's like waving her <laughs> hair around. It's <laughs> wild movies. shit to think about. It's like watching sausage being made. But funny. Yeah, super funny. People so, really just uh, want people talking to baboons earnestly until they listen. <laughs> they really do. Um, but luckily, TRF is now down in this sunken ship as well. They made it down in this hidden force, and they're helping fight the knights as well. Vivian grabs a stick, it turns into the magical staff, big whoop, and now many more knights wake up to kill them all. But just then, Nemesis Prime comes in, kills all the knights within, like, Six Mississippi. They yeah. took quick care of him. Steals the staff for Quintessa to save Cybertron, and now this put secret pocket. Under- he did put it in a little that pocket. Nice. I was upset. <laughs> he just put it in like a it's shirt a pocket, glowing shirt pocket. <laughs> it's the <laughs> the way he did it made it look nerdy. It too. was bad. <laughs> like secret. <laughs> Keep that for later. It was like yeah, inside like a tux coat. You've got like oh yeah. <laughs> pocket protector and everything yeah, for real um so yeah now this <laughs> now the secret underwater ship is breaching and bumblebee's trying to take on nemesis prime and actually doing a decent job and bumblebee is about to be stabbed through the face and killed by nemesis prime but he stops him from killing him by speaking in his own voice and in english yeah gay and dumb <laughs> Seth said Sorry, it was pretty gay as well. So I see we're stealing quotes now. Did you write that down? I wrote, write that down. Write that down. We're better people than that. I'm not. But he's he's back to Optimus Prime now. I'm not. I promise. He's back to Optimus Prime. Once he changes back, Megatron and Crosshair show up, beat him up, steal the staff, and they're working for Contessa as well in case Optimus failed. And the knights come in to murder Optimus as he's about to die. Cade's little talisman turns into the fucking Excalibur or something. He's the last knight. He is the last knight. He is the last knight all along. But my problem was that this was a 40 foot tall robot swinging a 1,000 pound sword at Optimus to kill him, and Cade's one-armed holding a sword was able to stop all that momentum and force from killing Optimus. The physics were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, The only thing I can think of is that as soon as the metal touched the talisman, uh, like something in the robot had clicked where he's like, oh, this is like the guy we gotta listen to and rally around. But I also don't want to justify this movie in any way, so (laughs) maybe... Just cut that out when you're editing. Physics. Yeah. I, th- I, I thought it was like a holy thing. That's kind of what the implication is. 
Yeah, I don't think dumb. we were expected that Mark Wahlberg was had the upper body strength to hold that back. <laughs> we don't know. You never know. He does work I mean, out he almost, at like four in the he morning. He almost killed. <laughs> He almost killed a Vietnamese man, so... You should watch his workout tape and do an episode on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So now they're all going to work together to get the staff back and destroy Quintessa. Um, This sunken ship is now just approaching Stonehenge, where the Decepticons are, as well as Sir Anthony Hopkins. And I didn't know... It kind of seemed like maybe Sir Anthony Hopkins was working with the Decepticons here. I was like, oh... As he, like, walks up to greet them. But he uses his cane, which is like a gun, (laughs) shoots Megatron... And Megatron just blows him to bits. He did, like, four flips. It was his moment. He kind of caught him off guard, though. He did, no. He didn't really do a lot, but... It's such a funny scene. Uh, Him flipping in the air? Yeah, him getting blown up a little bit. Because I thought, objectively, it was just, like, it's funny that Anthony Hopkins is the... He shouldn't be in this movie. Like, he's too good for this kind of movie. Of course. And then he gets killed in, like, a crazy explosion. But also, as soon as he gets shot, you were like, oh! Like, Bram is genuinely upset about it and surprised. I was shocked. I was shook and spooked. I was, it was a bit scary. <laughs> Spoopy. Um, so, Quintessa has the staff using Earth's geothermal layers to reconstitute the planet into Cybertron. Were Tony Hale's words. Because he was some engineer. engineer. Sorts. And Optimus is heading to her to stop this carnage while the rest follows behind in an alien ship to help out. And did Kate just ask Vivian out in like this plane? Did he? Like they're about to jump out or whatever. And he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? She's like, I don't know. I might die today. So. Oh, it was a reference to how he used to talk to his daughter. Oh. She would say. What are you doing tomorrow? And he would say, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And she'd say, you're running out of tomorrows. But she didn't pick up on that, as I didn't either. Because she was like, are you asking me out? He also sends a text to his daughter off of someone's phone. Whose phone was that? Some random well, guy's phone. One of the yeah, one of the TRF agents. Yeah, and, and he texts. Yeah, and he texts his daughter. He's like, "Look up in the sky. It's a surprise for you." And like, didn't say who it was from. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Literally some random number, and the- <laughs> and it's the end of the world up in the sky. <laughs> she looks up in the sky, and there's Cybertron. <laughs> it's Nemesis Prime. <laughs> he's got a. He's turning into a lance and is spiraling straight for her heart. I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Heart emoji. I didn't even think about that. That's so funny. I missed that whole scene. Thank you. Oh my god. So, so this this whole like like ten minutes go by where it's like this whole flying to the landing spot scene where the but like I'm so confused as to where they were actually going, like where the landing spot was and what their goal at the landing spot was going to be. Because it cuts between them, and then Sir Anthony Hopkins, and then Tony Hale, and then back to them, but then Optimus is flying up, and then to the Autobots riding spaceships, and then back to them, and then there are other alien spaceships following, but all of Cybertron is scraping Earth's crust as well, and I was so lost. Did you know what was going on, Lucas? No, I know that they they tried to nuke it for some physics reasons. Then Mark Wahlberg and Vivian have to go back in to get the staff because they were told not to get the staff. So they go back in to sacrifice it all. Yeah. Then we have our big last giant fight scene between well, Unicorn they, like... and fucking Gravitron <laughs> or whatever. Unicorn and Gravitron. <laughs> oh. the, the fair ride and a horse with a horn. And those two <laughs> are very close to 
Transformers. Yeah, it's all like made up. Um, this- one of the things is like they landed on their landing spot and they're like, we got to abandon plans immediately. They have a gun. Like there was like this turret that they're like, did you think they wouldn't have? A <laughs> they were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. But the uh, big giant gun is blown up by Squeeze or Squeeze, whatever his name is. Squeeze? Squeegee. Squeegee. I think it was Squeaks, which was a transformer that like Isabella had that didn't look like any of the other transformers. He was so blue. Shout out basketball. But he like slithers over there, Squeaks. rolls over there, has this massive cannon on his arm, blows it up. Massive that- cannon somewhere else, too. <laughs> oh, Squeaks is He's, back. Yeah. Yeah. Squeaks slays. He does. Um, he just has a really big penis. <laughs> he he never doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> he never <laughs> uses it. He does not fuck. He just likes to flaunt it. But it's like a... Uh, it's a piece of art, though. Nobody He's really asexual. <laughs> Aggressively asexual. <laughs> the sec- He's an asexual predator. <laughs> the second non-binary character after Mel squeaks. He's <laughs> an asexual predator, just like a a murderer. Yeah, just just somebody who preys on people. <laughs> a villain. Uh-oh, oh, he's gone. He's yet. gone. He's missing. I'll all just this. take well, this time to say he, he blows it up. Also, Even asexual decept- predation is wrong. Yes, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, the, also, Lucas, the Decepticons morphed into one Megazord. They transmorphiconed into it. They did. <laughs> the Electromorphicon Transformicon Megazordian action. Power Rangers. Reference. Um, and are going to ruin the day when Optimus rides in on a fucking dragon. Of lore. Dragon. Of lore. Um, it's it's pretty canon, and the Megazord turns back into the six Decepticons, and they're like, "Try taking on six of us, asshole!" And he's like, "Bring it on!" Did you forget who I was or whatever? Yeah. So they all charge him. He just does like one spinning swipe with his sword and just decapitates all of them. Yeah, really anticlimactic there. So anti. <laughs> so they're all gone. Kate and Vivian kiss. They run into the alien ship, like you said, narrowly avoiding this nuclear explosion using physics that's meant to take down Quintessa's energy rays. And on the ship, Optimus kills Megatron. Bumblebee killed Crosshairs. Vivian grabs the staff, but she can't hold on because everything's like falling upside down because of the physics. But luckily, it turns into a zero gravity moment, and Cade grabs her hand and fucking spins her. And just like discuses her, yeah, to the staff. I I looked at it. I was like, oh no. And Seth looks up as he's taking notes. He goes, oh no. <laughs> I missed that this moment. Oh. You missed the discus anti gravity throw. Yeah, good. Work, I man. I mean, I, I was this movie put me <laughs> off. It's not my fault. It's the movie's fault. I had other stuff to do at this point too. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And so after that, she grabs a staff. She pulls it from the post, stopping the energy beams. Then Optimus and Bumblebee just killed their god, and she disappears completely. She did. She just she vanished. Wish we could do that uh, two hours. Oh shit! And now they're just all safe on Earth. Everything is destroyed completely, but they are safe. And um, Optimus says that they can all live in peace now, as their planets are merged. And that is the end. Of Transformers 5. With the planets merged? Yeah, that's what, what he said. I, again, Those are his words. I simultaneously was watching a little NFL, um, and at one point I thought it was really funny I laughed out loud because the Transformers were doing their thing, and then on the TV was the Fox NFL transforming robot. Oh, he yeah. was doing his thing. 
It was sort of a, hey, look at that. So did you see the after credit scene? Yeah, it's some, some fucking little girls talking some shit or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much. It, it's some mysterious lady in a desert with the shots of the unicron horn still on Earth. And he asks if she needs help. This man comes up to her. And she's clearly Quintessa, telling him how she can show oh, she him was? how to kill. Yeah. And she tells him, you can kill you. I'll show you how to kill Unicron. And then her face shimmers silver like a Transformer. And then we get an end. And that is Transformers 5. Yeah. Again? Yeah. But just like. The last I don't night. Have the strength. Okay. Yeah. Or the will. I don't. So that's the end. Um, so we'll get into some cores. How about Twee? You know who they always kill first? Lawyers. Do I know you, human? I want my crew. Give me names! Mohawk. Mohawk? What up, fellas? Man, I want to kill you right now. <laughs> but I'm going to kill you later. Definitely going to kill your mofos later. It's cleared. All right. Nitro Zeus. Baby, free at last. Thank Megatron, I'm free at last. Thank you. Gonna miss you, Tim. Thank you for your hospitality, Brad. I know where you live, Enrique. Say hello to your wife for me. But the government requests that he does not leave the county. Okay. And last but not least, Berserker. I'll suck your brains. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, 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 there are limits. Pick again. It's not like it was funny. <laughs> it was so funny to me. Okay, so I guess we're back. Well, that's going to be a hell of a time to... I'm sorry. Do you to, want to start over and do it again? Nope. Too late. It's gonna. I'll figure it out. It's um, definitely not too late. Super good edit there. Um, Lucas, we're going to sing a song together so that I know exactly how to sync it up. What are we going to sing? Um, good question. Probably just we could sing "Good Vibrations" by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Okay, I thought you were gonna say by the Beach Boys, but yeah, I think we should do something Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, probably. Okay, if we could do some Lady Gaga. Uh, she's got a fast car. <laughs> I've got a ticket. We're gonna give me. got a fast car. Well, fuck it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> We're not gonna sing anything. It's quote time. How many talk about sad songs? Jesus. Yeah. How she many wrote a sad song? How many quotes do we have? <laughs> I don't know. I have like. Oh, I got a ticket. Uh, I have eleven. I think I have five. I, I gave up. Sure. Largely. A lot of mine are. I did too. Personal quotes. I still took notes, but none of the quotes were worth it. Um. Yeah. I've got eleven. Lucas has got five. He's eating a goddamn cookie over there that is so loud. Oh, I have twelve. You have mics on mute. You have twelve. I have twelve. I have the most quotes okay, for once. Um, I beat Brandon. Lucas, you oh. can start. <laughs> Are you putting it closer to the microphone on purpose? <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. We're going. No, he put it, he put it on mute. I mute. I know, but I hear it. <laughs> it is. My ears are bleeding. It's crazy how it's like Gilbert Gottfried singing at me again. La, la, la. <laughs> That's my yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. Is you singing that fucking la, without la, a paddle song? All right. Oh man. Okay. Um, Lucas, start with half of yours. 
Uh, mine's first one is from Merlin when he's drunk. He goes, God, I'm sozzled. Okay. I have 11 quotes. Um, then I imagine you might have 10 quotes after this because this is from Bumblebee when he gets a new voice box and a Siri voice. He goes, this is such bullshit. Day Trader is a punk ass bitch. Actually, don't have that. I don't That's have that. One. Wow. I like punk ass bitch. It's classic too. I did have it and I erased it. So um, <laughs> this is from <laughs> this is from Sir Anthony Hopkins. Someone asked him he's at his like dungeon or whatever. He's like, "What is this table?" And he goes, "Oh, it's a puzzle from Unicron or Cybertron." <laughs> I was like, "Cool, dude. Duh, awesome. Obviously, so I'll stop there." Okay, we'll each do six. Oh wait, you're down to five. Um, what? He took. Oh no, oh. he only took one of yours. Yeah, we're down to six. We have the same. So my first one is um. Right at the very beginning, it goes, uh, magic does exist. It was found long ago inside a crashed alien spaceship. I was like, God damn it. I know exactly where this movie is going now, and I hate it. Um, Next one is those kids. One of the kids was so smitten by Isabella's character, and he goes, You got me smitten. (laughs) You've got me smitten. We're singing smitten. I did I did fast car, but you got me smitten. Kitten smittens, yeah. Um, he goes, you have a... She wanted a fast car to get away from the homeless shelter. <laughs> we all know it's the saddest song. With her dad that she was taking care of. Yeah. My second quote here is um, this kid. He goes, you have a big... body's too young to God damn like you. <laughs> he goes, you have a big heart that... Uh, Seems to be working well. What is your workout routine? That, uh... Yeah. Um, next one. Oh, this is a bad one. I can't remember who... I think it was... I think it was Cade, and he pulls up and he's like, You're getting really into this whole Indian thing, Chief. And the guy goes, Quit calling me Chief. My name is Sherman. Yeah, that was when he was being racist. That was a note of mine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He also said you're really embracing the whole Indian thing, because he's riding a horse. Yeah. Um, I've got one that is a voicemail from her de- from his daughter, from Kate's daughter, and she goes, "You don't need to save the world, Dad. You need a girlfriend, That's and I don't want you to die alone." Or a message, or no, it was just a phone call. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, you you need, you don't need to save the world, Dad. You need a girlfriend. I don't <laughs> want you to die alone. Freaking girlfriend. You need a freaking girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you left that part out. Um. I don't want you to die alone. <laughs> then I've got one when the the helper at the junkyard, his name was Desi. The black okay. guy. Yeah. He gets shot by the drone. Yeah. And Cade goes, what are you doing? He says, dying. And he says, it was a beanbag. And he's like, a beanbag? I felt it go through me. Yeah, it's like the riot control pellet or whatever. Um, And my that's my last one for now. Okay. Seth, it's your turn. Okay. Seth. 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 We both did it at different times. Every time. (laughs) One of us would cut out and the other one would start. (laughs) It was never on on course. Um, Okay. My first one, I don't even remember who said this. I didn't really quote anybody, unless it was Brandon, I didn't write who said it. (laughs) Uh, this one says, I'll burn you so bad you'll wish you died as a child. Fuck, that's right. Who yeah, did say which that? Which is probably the most horrific thing said in a Transformers movie. How's Transform Hitler? 
Could have been Hitlertron. Um, <laughs> this is just a note, but I want to bring it up. Uh, when Megatron is still in like the junkyard and the cop Transformers bring in, he's like, "Yeah, barricade." He's like, "We led the talisman." Was it go. all the fucking fire? He just kept shooting fire at everything. He's like, "Fuck!" He's so pissed. He's just burning shit. Hey, Jinjo. <laughs> I didn't realize this was notes, ratings, and reviews. Do you want me to leave? He always no. does notes. Uh, yeah. I know he does because I. Don't bring them up for some reason. Um, all right. I don't know where this one is either, but so, I th- it's just some guy that says, you know who they always kill first? Lawyers. <laughs> that was a good scene. The, the one, the one of them. I don't even remember where that was from. I feel like they were I in think the it was right before. I think it was right before the Suicide Squad scene. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. When Megatron's mad. God, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> um, this one's from Cogman. The little mm-hmm. C-3PL robot butler, yeah. Just rip an arm off of a human and they'll go wherever you want. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Miss that. I thought he was like really going to rip his arm off when he said that. Oh, for sure. He wanted to. I just I was really excited about French car. That's my note. You got a French car. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Maybe there is a guy. That was too perfect. <laughs> What's that called? Teleology? Uh, Tracy Chapman. No. <laughs> Talisman. <sighs> Next one. Tesseract. <laughs> this is from Sir Anthony Hopkins. He says, what a bitchin' car that is. When his when oh, Hot Rod shows up as a Lamborghini instead of that old shit. What a shit. bitchin' automobile. <laughs> he was, it just did not sound right when he said it. And outstep Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> This one is that they've all been gathered, and Anthony Hopkins is talking to him because I don't remember his character's name. No, I don't either. And the lady's like talking to Mark Wahlberg, like, "Why are you here? Why am I here?" And Brandon goes, "Why are any of you here? What is going on?" <laughs> I think you after that said, "Why are we watching this? <laughs> Why are we here?" <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but I'll end with that for now. Lucas finishes off. Okay, um, this is from Desi, the black guy. When they're getting fired on, he goes, this job doesn't have health care. Do it. But you messed up the the tenses. Yeah, the tenses. Um, it do be like that. This is from the cog man. He's when he's driving the car, he's mowing people over. He says, move, bitch, get out the way twice. Oh. Did he really? Yeah, he was. He was singing to himself. Oh, God. He was the best character. Oh, it's, I'm not disagreeing. Speaking I'm of cog man, for some reason in the submarine transformer, he shot himself out. Um, and then Mark Wahlberg was amusing. He goes, that little sicko just shot himself out like a torpedo. I didn't even see that. Part. I didn't either. I oh, remember yeah. him getting swept away by the currents. He like shot out to like scout ahead or some shit. I don't know. He did? Oh my God. <laughs> he did. I don't, rem- I don't remember that at all. I remember him like they were getting off the submarine and jumped in the water. And he was like, oh, I'm floating away. You guys are on my shit list. And then we just didn't see him for half an hour. <laughs> like doing, that was really weird. He's doing butler shit. <laughs> My last one is from Hound, and it's because it's a very bad quote. And he goes, it's just a cluster effing thingamabob. Cla- that's, that re- totally reminds me of his, I'm a wicked warrior robot. That's better than this. Um, I hate these movies. Speaking of Cogman, there was one scene where he was like, all the cars turned into their, like, their Camaro, their Lamborghini, their Maserati, their Austin Martin. They're driving away like super fast. And you just see Cogman behind him, just like, running like four <laughs> shots behind yeah. it and then like it was like another cut scene later as they're driving and i was like 
Please, Cogman, be right behind him still. I was just chasing him down. No, Cogman so was like also the driver, too, which is really funny. <laughs> Did we talk about the kidnapping scene already? Does anybody have a quote about that? I don't. You should say it right now. Do you remember say it right now? The late, when Anthony Hopkins is summoning everybody, that lady gets into, like, I, I guess her car. I don't know yeah. why she just got into a car. And then it turns out it's a Transformer. It's Hot Rod. It's Hot Rod. So he, like, starts taking her away and. I I don't know what's going on. I think there's police or something or at danger, whatever's going on. But he like throws her to the trunk yeah. of the car and yeah. she opens it and there's like a Lamborghini right behind. She's like, hey, I'm in danger. I've been kidnapped. And I'm thinking like, oh, this Lamborghini is a Decepticon. It's going to get her. No, it's, it's just, just a guy. It's just a guy that ignores the situation and leaves. Also, <laughs> there's like three or four. He drove faster away. There's three or four other cars yeah, that no, are also watching any- all this. I also said like. And then it turns into a Lambo. Yeah, it turns into a Lambo, and none of the other cars behind this old-timey car were like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> They've just been dealing with Transformers for so yeah. long, they're so jaded to yeah. the world. <laughs> okay. Um, one of my quotes here is when Hot Rod does his little time warp freeze time thing, Ugh. when they all show up to the palace or whatever for the first time, yeah. and they get away. This is when Cogman actually does his running thing, yeah. and Cogman walks up and pokes like the little time warp bubble and sees everybody, and he just goes, Einstein would be tickled pink. Hmm. <laughs> medium well. <laughs> um, no pink at medium well. Or a little what? pink, no. A, a yeah. tiny bit. Dirty bit. I was going to say that. Did I already say... This was in there in the submarine. I guess I'll say it again. Hmm. Um, they're talking... She's Vivian's hitting on Cade, and he says, oh, I'm saving myself. And she says, what are you saving yourself for? Old age? God is ass. Yeah. God, God is ass. Because there's a weird no. thing where he like fulfilled part of the prophecy by not having sex for a long time. Yeah. That was a prophecy. He was like a nun, basically, yeah. What? Um, like the, the knight must be chased or something. Oh my god. Let's see That's here. Right. Um, okay. So my next one here is... Squeaks. You have to go destroy that gun. You're small and you're ugly. No one will see you coming. Yeah. And then he goes and destroys that gun. He did it. It was just a really bad pep talk. Yeah. Um... This other one, I've only got three more. One uh, one of these is uh, Cogman is talking to Sir Anthony Hopkins as he dies mm-hmm. in the hole, and he just goes, of all the earls I've had the privilege to serve, you were the coolest. The coolest. A word he <laughs> shouldn't have used. <laughs> a word he shouldn't have used, and but the, the reason I put it down was like, is Earl like his profession, or did he like just serve a bunch of people named Earl? And he's like, you're the coolest Earl of them all. I, it's this just stupid because actually- he's like the highest, most sophisticated, like Shakespeare robot. And he says, "You were cool, bro." Yeah, that was <laughs> signing <laughs> you, off. You were you were much like- counter to his personality and vernacular. Up I'm going to miss you. You were so lit, bay fam. <laughs> Later, it's <And> cool <laughs> hanging. This is actually a prequel to My Name Is Earl. Yeah, <laughs> ah, so Sir Anthony Hopkins turns into <laughs> turns into Earl. Jason Earl. Um, Jason okay, Lee, last me. two. One of these is me quoting myself because I made myself laugh. I thought that was the one just now. No, Earl. Thing. No, that was just his. One of these is uh, when they're escaping all the Decepticons when the tracker is on Bumblebee, and I just go, "Dinobot used to dig. It was super effective." 
<laughs> that popped out of the fucking ground. And my last one is a Seth one. He was one. pretty heavy. My last one was Seth, and uh, it was after Bumblebee said his talked in his real voice. Oh yeah, that better not change him back. No, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gay. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, because uh, we understand. You don't need to. I don't know if we mentioned that Bumblebee said that he would. I would die for you, Optimus Prime. And Optimus Prime, like, his eyes literally lit up. Yeah. Alright, finish yours off, Seth. Computers. <laughs> Hi, Carly. What is this? <laughs> Seth is losing it over here because I said I, Carly. Remember Gibby? <laughs> I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> I remember Gibby so well. I remember him too much. Stunt double broke his ribs doing a scene for him. Did you know that? What? I the don't scene know where Gibby falls through the roof was a stunt double and he broke his bones because he just did it for real. For Gibby. <laughs> and now Gibby's like sad and on YouTube. Yeah. Gibby and Coconut Head had a lot of similarities. Oh, oh man, so many similarities. Between whom? Uh, Gibby and Coconut Head. <laughs> I can't keep talking about these Alright, do your quotes. I tried, and then you said iCarly, <laughs> which you knew was going to be a trigger. <laughs> I'm so manic. <laughs> no manic? <laughs> you got this, Seth. <laughs> do it for Mel. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Full of a lot of emotions right now. You can't just bring up Mel like that <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> God damn it. Can I read these, oh. can I read these my headphones out, man? Can't oh, you can't listen to us as you say this. Is it the heat? We're, we're all just crying. <laughs> okay. I'm moving Carly. on. I have to. I have to go forward. No, uh, uh, can go forward. Remember when he was trapped? I want to hear him. No, no, let me hear. What's he saying? I said Mel can move forward when he was. Remember he was stuck and he had to like put it in reverse, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> He's doing his walk. Thing. Over, Terry. <laughs> okay, we're okay. I think I'm over it. All right, another note. They never show Anthony. Right? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins running in any scene. Oh, this is so old. funny. Because there's, there's a scene where Cogman is just like in a dead sprint heading to the car and you can Anthony Hopkins is talking but they never pan over to his character because he's clearly not sprinting. But the next scene he's with Cogman <laughs> he's like in the car opening the door to the car. So yeah, he was simultaneously. Really fast. <laughs> he was under, it's understood that he was but you never get to see it unfortunately. I don't think Anthony Hopkins could even pump his arms no. at this point. Okay. Um, so a real note now is um, when they're getting into the submarine and it's a museum, they're jumping over the little ticker gates that you have to buy, you know, tickets for and move tickets to the metal bar. Yeah. yeah. So they're jumping over that like, hey, you have to pay. And Anthony Hopkins is behind him and he goes, no, it's okay. I'll pay for them. They just love submarines. <laughs> <laughs> like the kids, like well, too excited. Yeah, they have to go see them, but they're just like 40 year old yeah. people. It's, yeah. It's like they're six year olds. They're... <sighs> So funny. What is this? Um, next one is from Optimus, Optimus Prime. It says, I've come. <laughs> I've come. I can come. <laughs> well, the full quote was, I've come for the staff. But 
Which is still kind of yeah. a euphemism. Come on the staff. Um, God, did I miscount when I read last time? I miscounted it. No, I have like four more now. Um, this is a quote from Brandon. When uh, Bumblebee's fighting some guardians, it said, Bumblebee is literally fighting for his life and the humans are just trying not to drown. Because <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg and the lady are like falling just off the like ship. The just like the yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like the meme what meme is that it's the one where the mom is like lifting her kid out of the water <laughs> oh, like, the other one's drowning in the foreground <laughs> just quite literally like that like um, that did you run <laughs> this this one's also from Optimus Prime uh, just cause I thought it was really bad dialogue and like I know David Collin did a good job in the first one but this one he just sounded really corny so he like turns back into Optimus Prime after being Nemesis Prime, and he just says, "The Guardian Knights are going to kill me," <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It just seemed really bad, so I wrote it down. Bland. Um, this quote is from Blanded. all of us. Uh, what? That's all of us. The entire movie. Oh, okay. yeah. And the last one okay. is another banger from Optimus Prime. Uh, it is time to come <laughs> home as a message. <laughs> To all the Autobots. <laughs> Lucas, what is all this background noise you're making? I don't know. He's fiending. He's just, like, fidgeting. Same. We're, no, you were just crying. My brain <laughs> is Carly. So that's the end of quotes. Um, cry to Carly so that. ratings time. Is Lucas crying? What is he pointing at? Just, just being effeminate. <laughs> um, ratings time. Seth, you're starting today. Tomato meter, percentage, critics. Did I look this up earlier? I don't know. Total? Percentage? Yep. Ugh. 56. Okay. Lucas? You did say it was the worst reviewed. I'm going to say... An 16%. One of you guys is correct at 16%. percent <laughs> mm. I read the wrong one. Let's 16 go! percent of Rooney's critics. Uh, audience on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Now, we don't know if this is the lowest or not. Because I just talked about critical acclaim. This is still a percentage? It's still a percentage. Am I still going first? Yes. 56. 56, okay. <laughs> worldwide, I'm going to say... Worldwide. 29%. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're 29%? One of, one of you guys is 14 off. One of you guys is 13. It's 43. Seth is our winner. Oh, Price is Right rules, though. Well um, done. Lucas, we can start with you here. IMDb no, Metascore out of 100 critics. Wait. I'm going to say 3. Point, no, 2.7. 27? 27. <laughs> God damn you. Seth out of 100. And this is who? IMDb Metascore says critics. Okay. Out of 100. 3.9. So 39. Pretty close. One of you guys is correct. Oh. One of you guys is correct. Oh my god. And I'm not going to announce it right away like I did the other because it was pretty obvious. This one I'm going to drag on. It's a 27. Lucas oh. is right again. I would like to think the god I have previously said hasn't existed. <laughs> You're out there looking over me. <laughs> Thanks, God. How do you undisavow something? <laughs> I bow. And, I, I, 
Right. <laughs> Naturally. You, you know, now it's that, in the fucking you know, Now that I think about the bison, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, never mind. That shit's bogus. <laughs> and Lucas, I am to be audience score out of 10. I'm going to go with a 42. 4.2, okay. 43, Bob. 4.3, okay. It's a 5.2. Seth mm. is our winner. Mm. Seth won both of our audiences. Oh, I know the people. <laughs> a man of the people, as long as they're crazy. Wait, earlier, you know, when you said 56 and it was 43, but you were closer by one, you said Price is Right rules, bitch, but you were over by 13. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> oh. I also said I He's lost. Oh, okay. I'm the bitch. And I'm the dad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I nailed both the critics. You nailed both of them. Critics are both. 16. I was just going to say he betted them for the answers. Six- instead of just Googling that shit. <laughs> um, 16 and 27 for critics. <laughs> slept with uh, I slept with well, I slept with every critic. And then I, <laughs> they told me their scores. And I, I did the mean myself. You did the calculation. <laughs> you just got a spreadsheet. It's a uh, critic Transformers 5 critic sleep review chart. <laughs> and they're boo Ranks them based. <laughs> um, and they were all below nine. So twenty one point <laughs> five is the average. That elusive ten. Um, twenty one point five is the average for critics. Audiences is nine. That's four. Forty seven point five. What are we giving it, Seth? That's a great question, Bob. I'm gonna say. Good question. Good question. I'm gonna say. 5.4. Wow, okay. Is that high? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really stupid. <laughs> this is, a, like, just bad. But, um, I don't know. Anthony Hopkins was in it. I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. And, like, a lot of it I was making fun of it, but some of it was genuine. Like, I thought it was funny. A lot of the Cogman scenes. Cuckman. Um, so, yeah, I think middle of the road, maybe a little above, just because there was so much money and production value put into it. Okay. It was a little edge there. Lucas? I have kind of a similar point of view. I'm going to give this movie a 3.4. Um, I thought it was slightly better than the last Transformers I saw. But that's not really saying a whole lot. I think there's a lot of technical precision in this and flares. What's going on? His battery is low. And I have it plugged in. Weird. Um, I think it wasn't plugged in all the way. I think there is a lot of technical precision, which I'll give it credit for. And I did like Cogman. I also think it was like insanely boring and and stupid. And um, it kind of made me mad watching. And you that's not what movies should do. You guys are going to be surprised, but I'm actually the outlier on this one. He wouldn't. I'm a 2.6. I'm the lowest. 10 from Brandon. <laughs> the first ever 10. Um, I'm giving like four. I know. You haven't done you it You give it a hot rod. I did get hot rod. It's a 2.6, two hours and 35 minutes. I didn't understand anything that was going on. There are four different storylines being intertwined into one that we could cut. Um, I said, like, the whole family thing with the Isabella character, we didn't need. The canopy stuff, we didn't need. Um, Let's not speak ill of canopy. The the whole Tony Hale (laughs) thing, we definitely didn't need as well. Um, There's a lot of things that we didn't need, and... So trim the fat. I mean, once again, sound effects are great. Michael Bay maybe overdoes some of the cinematography and editing portions of it. But like you said, Cardinal Cinema Movies, it's boring. And boring and long. Double 
double hit there, so 2.6. Also, Fair. that makes me the outlier, by the way. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm usually in the middle. Oh. Fair. Usually Malcolm. <laughs> I'm usually Malcolm. Rest so 11.6 11. between the three of us? Or 11.0 is the average between the three of us. No, it was 11.6. That's some. So 3.9 yeah, average. average is what we've got. Okay. Um, That's fair. I reviews. I've got several. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, says, Every time Michael Bay directs another Transformers abomination, this is the fifth, the, movie di- the movies die a little. This one makes this, other- this summer's other blockbuster misfires look like masterpieces. Zero stars. Nice. Out of what? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't Out matter. Out of what? It does matter. Zero to one versus zero to eight billion. Yeah, that's a big scale difference, <laughs> of course. Um, next one is Emily Yoshida at Vulture.com. I know Emily Yoshida. She's on a podcast really? I've listened to, yes. From Vulture.com? <laughs> yes. I hooked up with her once. That's actually good. <laughs> oh, yeah, you slept with every critic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, of course I Seven know Emily Yoshida. Oh, perfect. Um, Not bad. She says, I feel slightly worried about how little I hated this. It was marginally better than the previous film. The Last Night remains barely coherent, but it's more fun than Age of Extinction, though both movies are so drunk on money and effects, they accidentally go weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Alex. Oh, I just waved. Um, next one is Peter Bradshaw at The Guardian. He says, uh, the runtime is too long, and it feels as if it's competing with Marvel movies for spectacle, but without the wit and fun. So he likes Marvel a lot more. Without the spectacle. It's not a spectacle. Um, Owen Gleiberman. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Just his name? Yeah. Owen Gleiberman at Variety says, the fifth time may not be quite may not quite be the charm, but the latest entry in Michael Bay's crunched metal robot warrior warrior war mega series is badder and therefore better. I think it was slightly more interesting than the other Transformers and that it kind of tried to do like a like a mythology a King Arthur story instead of just yeah. doing Transformers fucking doing Transformers shit. But it ended up becoming Transformers doing Transformers shit. Yeah. As they do. Even even then, just barely. <laughs> um, and my last critic reviewer is Joshua Rothkopf um, at Time Out New York. Whose name he is says, critics? That's for <laughs> Their real. parents? There's no God if names like this exist. Joshua Rothkopf and Owen Gleiberman? Maybe he's just got a sense of humor. <laughs> um, at Time Out New York, he says... Uh, clangorious and nonsensical, but regardless of our opinions, we all know that what a Michael Bay film is. This one, this one's his most basem. Three out of five. Basem. All right, Mr. Rothcock. Clangorious. It's not clangorous? Oh, I did add an I. Clangorous. It's talisman, Brandon. (laughs) Tesselman. Tesseract. Taliban. Taliban. On to user reviews? On to user. Yep. First, the little bluebird. Nice. Bethany Cox, Little Songbird. Uh, July 1st, 2017 says, "Um, Just for the record, before those defending the film jumped down my throat and started accusing me of all kinds of unfounded things like, 
they have done with their tiresome, uncalled for, and dis- disgustingly condescending critic bashing, this review is not coming from a Transformers detractor. Far from it, actually, oddly enough. Most of the animated show are really entertaining and well-made, and the animated film likewise is a guilty pleasure in a sort of way. Of the live-action films, <coughs> first was enjoyable, Revenge of the Fallen, often considered the worst for me, wasn't that terrible, but had a lot, of wrong, a lot wrong with it. I'm honestly of the opinion that Michael Bay's Transformer franchise got worse with each installment, and having seen some describe The Last Night as the worst of the five, having seen for myself with an open mind, but with little knowledge of its reception, Personally, I am in agreement. The Last Night is again overlong by about an hour, with the basic story being very thin on the ground and both rushed and slow moving. To make up for this, or disguise it more like, a lot of subplots are added. Far too many, and many of them are unsatisfyingly resolved or explored. In conclusion, a weak film and gives us the sense that the Transformers franchise has run its course. 3 out of 10. Hmm... I drew a lot of parallels to the movie to her review. Movie, yeah. Long. I do too. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's funny that she, like, structures it so much and so long that she has to put an outright conclusion in her review, her IMDb review. I also, th- I also thought it was funny because she's like, this is not coming from a Transformers detractor, which means it's coming from a Transformers tractor. <laughs> which is just a Transformer. I was I was just confused as to why she set it up like before anybody gets mad at me, you know, like like she was gonna have a dissenting opinion. Yeah, and she's like, and by the she's like before anybody gets mad at me, and then by the middle to end of it, she was like, I'm in agreement with the consensus opinion. Yeah. It's like what? Who are you upsetting then? Who's gonna jump down your <laughs> a lot of, A lot of people would be like, this fucking bitch. This deserves a ten out of ten. That's when she gets in her Kevin Durant burners. Yeah, and starts roasting everybody. <laughs> um, MDB. This is a fifth of her total review that I narrowed down. Like they're that long. Jesus. Yeah, she needs to chill. <laughs> Next one is by Jacob John Taylor. His name is Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Nice. July 15th, 2017. He says, this is a great movie. It's one of the best movies ever. It has a great storyline. It also has great acting. It also has great special effects. This is better than the first Transformers movie. And that is not easy to do. 5.3 is a good ratting. But this is such a great movie. 5.3 is under ratting it. A lot of people are giving it 6. This is still too low for this great of a movie. I give this movie a 10. This is a great movie. If you do not like this movie, then you do not know good science's fictions. This is a classic of our time. See it. It's better than The Dark Knight. And that's not easy to do. This is a great film. I do not know why anyone would not like it. 10 out of 10. We found him. <laughs> the dumbest man. The detractor. This is, this, the is detractor. The, this is the man that gets mad at the little songbird. Now you know. I, I was just, I think he should run for office. <laughs> I think he, he could go far. He's served already. He's done his terms. He can't do it again. <laughs> he served um, his country well. <laughs> better, better than the Dark Knight is a bold statement, which is on IMDb. I think it's the sixth highest rated film it's of all time. It's a non-comparative so. statement. They have nothing in common besides the name Knight. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I think the last Does he night think and the Dark Knight. This is a, like a trilogy. <laughs> it's in the same universe. Well, the Dark Knight's happening, and then like 
a few miles away, it's also congruently the last night. The last night also, <laughs> Batman has to take down Optimus in the in the Rise of the Beast. Yeah, that's that's the newest movie. That's David, Transformers. David 6. Lowry's 2021 film, The Green Knight, is also at the party. <laughs> He's just he's just comparing every movie that has the in it. The Night State area. I think the Green Knight I have rated higher than the Dark Knight. Speaking Ooh. of night night rated movies. Okay. And it's a King uh, Arthur tale. We should do that one. Oh shit, okay. Next one that I have here is Snoopy Style. Uh July 4th, 2017. He says, So that happened. Oh my god. It is everything Michael Bay. <laughs> it has plenty of explosions, slow motion action, hot babe, and big CGI set pieces. I'm willing to live with all that. It could be nine mummy. It could be mind-numbing popcorn fun. There's nothing wrong with that. There is simply too much with the plot for this type of movie. Then there is the overall Michael Bay directions. His noisy, muddled, messy style is getting annoying. The historical Transformers leave me scratching my head. It is chaos in action and in story execution. Also, three out of ten. That's our best user reviewer, Mookie winner, is it not? Yes, it is. Mookie Goonie Baddie Movie Awards. Snoop Dogg in the motherfucking house. Um, and then I've got four That's really me. short ones for you. Cosmasp coming back. Another a champion. Um, September 2nd, 2017, he says, Maybe I lowered the bar for myself, but I really had some genuine chuckles along the way. It is silly, don't get me wrong, but still works on some level. And whatever you may think, if it's negative, the movie's made a lot of money at the box office. Five out of ten. Yeah, so fuck us, I guess. This was... I fuck think me, Cosmas. It's terrible to give an extra star or two for, like, how much money it made. <laughs> but also, I think I kind of got caught up in the same thing this guy did, where he set the bar too low. Yeah. And then I laughed twice, and I was like, okay, maybe it's a five. <laughs> this is Real hilarious. <laughs> that was... Um, I, I fell into that hole. I get it. Um, next one is by Jake... <laughs> it happens way too often. My next one is Jack O. Hasanov, IMDb. The founder of IMDb. So rhythmically. Because there's an underscore after each one of them. Dun, 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 dun. Nice. Um, there's an underscore under each. August 27, 2021, Last. he says, I watched this movie after my military service was over. Oh, he loved it. I was able to watch a few movies when I was in the military. I didn't like it, even though I watched this movie after I didn't watch a movie for a whole year. Strong words. Five out of ten. Oh, hey, I mean, still average. Still five. It's still a movie to him. (laughs) Maybe you're a marine. Maybe I'm a marine. No, no. Uh, Penultimate review. (laughs) Below the marine. Yeah, that's when the marine likes to be dominated. (laughs) Submarine. Oh, Goodness. Good. I was um, submarine specialist. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, dominatrix like strong machine women. base. God, oh, she's a dominant. Penultimate review. <laughs> she's she's got like her own tent set up. <laughs> um, a trough for the men. <laughs> um, submarines. This goddamn you guys. <laughs> I like it when you get mad. <laughs> I'm a submarine. <laughs> um... <laughs> Penultimate review by F. Kabansky, July 30th, 2019. They say, get some Transformers toys. Give them to a kid. Watch him play with the toys for an hour. Pew, pew, boom, bang, bip. The story you see, the battles you see, everything you see will be better than what's in this movie. One out of ten. Saw that one. Tough bip. (laughs) Tough bip. And my last one is by Bad Head Content. 
Um, July 24th, 2018. And this is in all caps, he says. I had no, I- absolutely no idea what was going on the whole time. 10 out of 10. I guess I could go either way. It's a man who loves a movie. <laughs> he just loves movies so much. He's but, just like, oh my god, this is... What the hell is happening? I don't know what's going on, but I'm and having turn fun. turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark in here. Nosferatu. Um, so, are we recommending this film, Seth? No. Mm-hmm. Lucas? No. And Brandon. I am not going to recommend this film. That's three no's. And I'll sit on this bench. It's pretty unanimous here. Uh, so with that, we're going to end it this week. Three no's. Don't watch Transformers Rise of the La- Rise of the, the the Last, last night, night, not Rise of the Beast. Three no's and a baby. Three no's and a baby. Um, so, and then next week, oh, I hear Jinjo. Next week, we're getting on um, some Drop Dead Fred action before we enter Spooktober. We've got five Halloween movies planned out for you guys. Do we have them all? Should we say them all? Yeah, we've got Maybe it. Maybe we should say one is like a little teaser. Get them all riled up. Okay, yeah, the middle Get one. sweating a little bit. The so middle one. Our first one is it's going to be one. Morbius. Woo! Second is going time. to be... <laughs> it is going to be Morbid um, time. Second one is Spirited Away. We'll be morbing live for that episode. <laughs> the Spirited Away one, not the Morbius one. <laughs> Tune in to watch us morb live. <laughs> to Spirited Away. Watch um, Spirited spirit to morb away. Um, the third... <laughs> The third is we're doing a film that will keep a secret, I guess, um, of one that none of us have seen before so that we can scare our little socks off. Um, The fourth, because there's five Mondays, so five will be coming out. The fourth, Birdemic 2. It's happening again. Come around. And then fifth will be our masterpiece. We're doing The Shining. So that's what we got for you. I thought we were just going to say one. No, we talked about it. We're not saying one. Okay. I thought, the, I thought Seth's plan was that too, but we just soldiered ahead. Yeah. Soldier on I'm a, like I'm the temper trap. Like a submarine. <laughs> so with that, we're gonna see you later. Oh, starting a YouTube page, so check it out. Um it's gonna have all of our Skype videos on it. Um as well as check out our Facebook, Instagram pages. Send us recipes. Seth and I might start working on TikToks, like I say every week. Yep. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week. Asta mañana, bitches. Make sure you neuter your and spay your animals. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. You don't want them out uh, with children. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't want them out there breeding and shit. No. What are you going to say, Seth? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm trying to come up with a new sign-off, and I don't have anything good. I stole mine from a fucking... Kung Fu Panda. Price is Right guy. What's his name? Oh, I Bob know. Barker? Bob Barker. No, the old one. The new one. Drew Carey? Yeah, he, he always says hooker? that. He always says Spain. He says Gadouche. <laughs> that was Bob Barker originally, too. I thought he was talking about Gadouche at first. That's what I thought. Bob Barker started the Spay and Neuter Your Pets. That's his sign-off? Bob Barker started neutering pets? No, he didn't start that. No, but... he invented that. Oh, yeah, he invented the neuter. Accidentally That doesn't sound saved. right. He more pet population. He was morbid too hard one time. And he invented neutering in Spain. We'll morb you next time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll, we'll morb you next week. Morb douche. We're doing Morbius next week. Poor mother. We're leaving. Brandon. Morby bye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.